All right. Well, hello there, everyone. We are back and live in 2024. Happy New Year to all of our wonderful viewers and listeners. Welcome back to the Xbox Roundtable podcast, your place for Xbox talk and more from across the gaming sphere. Naturally, I'm your host, Invader, the structural voice of the show, and I'm really excited to kickstart this uh, new year after taking a few weeks off for the obvious, uh, you know, lots of holiday parties, Christmas, New Year's, all kinds of get-togethers, and, uh, you know, just a little bit of uh, R&R, right? A little bit of rest and relaxation, but we are back, back in action and, uh, yeah, what are we going to cover tonight? Well, quite a few things, actually. First, we need to uh, get caught up on some things. We need to go over the Insomniac hack that happened just before we entered the holidays. Lots of interesting info dumps coming out of that. Plus, omissions from, you know, I would say the gaming media. But, again, we'll, we'll dive into that. Uh, also, rumor swirling of a new Xbox Direct later this month. A developer Direct. We'll uh, touch on that, and even more rumors kind of circling here regarding a sizable um, Xbox game possibly being brought over to competing platforms. Very interesting indeed. But first, let me introduce the talented crew tonight, starting off with Centurion. Hey, Cent. Hey, how you been? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh pretty much like we were talking about it took a lot of time off for the month of december for reasons but was able to get a lot of gun uh, a lot of gaming put in uh beat the crew beat outriders uh spent a lot of time in elder scrolls online uh buddy of mine a very close friend of mine you've met him he uh bought me baldur's gate 3 so i've been trying to play around with that to see what all the hype is and try my luck at a game of that style uh but it's been pretty good man just doing a lot of gaming oh avatar so yeah definitely i mean there's too many damn games i would agree to that i would agree uh believe me my backlog grows ever more and more but uh slowly slowly working it down going through uh robocop at the moment as you can see in the uh gameplay footage uh streaming right now but yeah lots of good stuff lots of good stuff to play Moving on, Dots RTS. Hey, Dots, how have you been? I've been good. I've been good. Um, New Year's starting off strong. Uh, up in uh, me and Crusader's area of living, we got hit with our big first snowstorm of mm, the winter. So yeah. we've been we've been dealing with that, and with me with my new job, I do a lot of driving around. So that was a that was a lot of fun to deal with. But otherwise, no, everything's good with me. Um, I'm, I'm hyped for this year. Um, you know, 2023 was a big year for gamers. And I think every year that, that big year just keeps getting bigger. So here's a 2024 and all the, the goodness that it brings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually you'd be proud of me. I spent a lot of time, uh, not so much, uh, video gaming, but I, I, I was putting together a lot of Warhammer models and, uh, going through my combat patrol that I was, sh that I had showed, Getting done some, uh, you know, I've been putting in a lot of time, got a lot of stuff put together. MLD saw, so. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been building up my backlog. I just grabbed myself Imhotep the Stormlord and uh, Orkin mm -hmm. the Diviner, but I still need mm -hmm. to, I still, I have still have so much left to paint. I got Illuminator Saris to paint. I got some, some, uh, 
some uh, canoptic wraiths. I, I got my my girlfriend just painted me a Catan shard of the Nightbringer, so that was really cool of her. Ooh. So like, gonna have my first Catan shard to use up for something. But yeah, my Necron army's building, but I I'm, I got a backlog I gotta get through. Mm-hmm. I feel you, man. I feel you. Next up. Eric Shockley. Shockley, happy new year, pal. Uh, what have you been up to the past uh, couple of weeks? Uh, not much. <clears throat> Just been uh, jumping back into uh, Persona, or sorry, Persona for Golden. I uh, noticed it was also going to leave here in a week or two now, so I was trying to see how far I could get before it, it left. I'll probably just end up buying it. I already own it on uh, I think PS, or on my Vita anyway, but and I've already played a ton of hours there, but um, just trying to see how far I get on the uh, Xbox. But yeah, not much else. Uh, went to a, <laughs> went to a uh, football game yesterday. That was fun. My team lost and <laughs> could have won the division if they won. But it, yeah, that was my. Uh, but over the holiday, just uh, trying to get back into uh, doing some retro gaming and getting some setup stuff there. But yeah, as far as uh games on xbox right now uh persona for golden definitely uh give it a shot before it leaves game pass um i was passing on the i wanted to get into the because i never played three because three's on there um but people are telling me just wait for the actual remaster that's coming out or the remake i guess um that's coming out here i think next month um day one in game pass so i'll probably just wait for that before i touch that one um since people a lot of people or at least a lot of fans of the third one aren't too high on the uh that ps portable version that they uh do in game pass so but yeah definitely give golden a, a shot that game and the soundtrack will hit you <laughs> just in the first few seconds um so yeah definitely give that a shot before it leaves game pass see see if you like it before uh get that discount um before it leaves so indeed indeed yeah guys definitely get on that while you can try it out all right, moving on. We got Crusader. Hey, digging yourself out of that uh, snowstorm? Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I didn't lose power like Dots did. Um, oh, I lost but... power twice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was a pretty good snowstorm. It's been a while since I've been on, because I, I missed the last show before the um, end of the year. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I, I've got a lot of stuff played i played all of the uh I, I didn't play arkham origins but i played all three of the other arkham games um and i've been playing a bunch of mm -hmm. multiplayer games so i played uh, uh i've been playing battlefield 2042 and i've been playing the finals yeah both of which i like a lot hmm. um i liked battlefield 2042 at launch it's just that like i had horrible performance issues but like most Same. of those seem to finally be gone well, they finally got it right then after, well, what, that came out, oh yeah, around Halo, Halo Infinite. So. That came out, that came out, um, 20... yeah, because it was supposed to be, there, there was the first year ever that a Halo, a Battlefield, wait, did it come out this year? Came out yeah. the same. Was it a launch title? It wasn't launch, but it was, um, what, 2021? Okay, so it did come yeah. out 2021, okay. Yeah. Because I, I remember it was like the first year ever that a Halo, Battlefield, and, uh, Call of Duty launch, but I couldn't remember if that actually happened or if that was supposed to happen and the delay happened. Mm hmm Yeah, yeah, they came out. I remember because we're uh we're talking about it on the show. I think they were like uh two weeks apart, something like that. Um 
Yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember Battlefield at launch. That was not a pretty sight. <laughs> that was not good. All right, moving on down. We got the general in the house, General MLD. How you been? Hey, doing pretty good. Uh, ended uh, the new year on a good note with gaming. Uh, Warhammer Bolt Shot played like uh, the original Doom, but Warhammer and better mm -hmm. in many ways. And then uh, also beat RoboCop. That game was just so. That was just a nostalgic trip. I mean, both games are nostalgic in their own ways. So that was, uh, yeah, you recommended that to me, actually. I'm glad I bought that. I'd like to support developers that, you know, really respect the source material, and which which they did with Flying Colors. And, uh, yeah, now I'm just, I picked up a couple games this year now. Uh, Red Out, it's like an F-Zero indie game style kind of game. Um, so I'm really liking that. But also I'm playing Everspace 2 on Game Pass. Nice uh, sci-fi ship-based game. So yeah, that's me so far. Looking forward uh, to tonight's chat. Oh yes, yes. Moving on, rounding out the crew, we got Grimes. Hey Grimes, how have you been? Yeah, what's going on? Happy New Year to all. Good to be back. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I'm spent pretty much of a holiday uh, going out clubbing. Uh, in fact, um, I, I went out clubbing uh, this Friday and didn't come back home until 7 a.m. So uh, my body is still in recovery mode. Um, but I did play some games during the holidays. I, uh, I bought Alan Wake 2, uh, which for anyone that didn't know, it was on sale on the Epic Store for like $28. It still is for three more days. Oh. Uh, well, if you haven't played it, go and buy it because it's such a great game. I still haven't finished it, but yeah, it's a truly great game. Uh, I'm playing it on all high settings with full-on ray tracing, and I love it. It's been a, such a great experience. It's sad that it didn't sell uh, that many copies. Um, it truly is but hopefully Remedy aren't hit financially, that, that hard financially, and continue to make uh, their style of uh, games. It, it's, you know, it's wild to me that a game like Control sold much better than Alan Wake. Uh, and actually, Control I found... on PC, or on, not PC, on Steam. Like... Yeah, but it's, it's uh, to me, personally, Control... It's boring. Well, you know, but yeah, you're you're right. Steam. We've discussed this off air, the Steam versus Epic thing. But yeah, uh, it's a great game. So if you if you are not against the Epic Store, uh, go buy it there or on on Xbox, whatever whatever your platform is, go and buy it because it's a great game. Mm -hmm. uh, the only other game I got to play during the holidays was. Uh, the Crash uh, trilogy. I bought that game when it first came out, but uh, I always kept getting sidetracked uh, and moved on to other games. But I finally went back to it and uh, close to uh, finishing it. Nice, nice. Hey, I mean, hey, it's great to clear some some of those titles off your backlog, right? So. You know, even if you didn't get to all of it, I mean, it's nice to finally be able to like play it. Oh, you know, finally got this one off my back because sometimes I just feel so bad. 
hundred percent. The mound of shame, even if it's only digital, I still call it the mound of shame. Um, but yeah, I guess I don't want to waste a lot of time because we do have a lot to dig into here, surprisingly. Um, but however, a quick reminder to all of our listeners to just like this show and share it out across all kinds of social media. It really does help us with those pesky algorithms, especially on YouTube. Like, um, again, every, every little bit helps from you guys really appreciate it. And Hey, we got some awesome people in the chat already. So we, we want more really awesome people here with us. But okay, guys, let's move into uh, right into the news with our first topic. And with this one, we're uh, playing a bit of catch-up, <laughs> to say the least. Um, before the holidays kicked off, Insomniac Games had a, a data breach with uh, hackers getting a hold of a lot of different information, dumping it out into the wilds of the internet. Insomniac's uh, Wolverine game had quite a lot leaked out, plus what is seemingly their... I want to say timeline for what basically the next next decade or so. Um, there's even internal emails and slides showing off uh, games and uh, budget information from um, you know just Sony details in general. General. So yeah, I mean a bit of a doozy at least for Insomniac and Sony. Now Crusader, there's obviously a lot to say regarding this breach. Um, you know, with now some time to digest things, which is kind of nice in a lot of ways. What are your thoughts on uh, like all these leaks? Um, I'm kind of sad that one of my favorite studios is now like a Marvel outsourcing studio. But what are you gonna do? Um, because there was a uh, a lot of uh, Marvel in that uh, in that roadmap. Yeah, yeah, there was. Like, we know that the Wolverine deal is actually a trilogy deal for X Men in spe- uh, in particular. I'm not, I don't want to talk anything about the actual gameplay stuff from Wolverine. Right, right. If that's okay. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we're not, you know, we're just talking about just yeah, the general. Yeah, I'm going to talk more, more the, more the like data stuff overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there was a supposedly a spinoff Venom game coming in. It should be noted that the, uh, the, the, the roadmap of games that we have is from approximately two months ago. Um, so that's or still I guess pretty, three months now. That's pretty recent, yes, no, though. No, 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 that, that's very recent. That's the whole point. Because there is yeah. other data in this that was not recent. Like, early on, because, like, a lot of us were trying to disseminate and figure out, like, time frames and stuff. Because, like, I had, I had like, all the docs loaded on my computer. I was looking at the documents. I didn't download any of the, uh, um, uh, any of the, um, gameplay or anything like that. Because I, um, I figured I'd see it anyways, but... I did take a look at some of the PowerPoints and stuff like that. And um, there was a thing about, like, Ratchet and Clank not making money, which turned out to be absolutely false. It was a prediction when it launched. They expected it to launch at a deficit, and it didn't. Um, It actually launched quite in the positive. Um, But, yeah, we got financials for, like, every PlayStation game released... um, since in the PS4, PS5 generation, in every Insomniac game ever released, um, but yeah, there there was a there was a lot of good stuff like a Venom game supposedly that's going to be in between uh that's in between uh Spider-Man and Wolverine in the in the list of games to come out. Uh, Wolverine doesn't look like it's coming out until uh quarter three of 2025 currently. I'll be interested to see if it actually even hits that because they're gonna have to retool quite a bit of it at this point. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a. There is another Ratchet and Clank game 
Thank God. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a, a, a ways data. away though. It is a ways away, but like, listen, I had to wait a generation for a brand new one, so like, it, it is what it is. Like, there wasn't Horizon a new Jack Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, there there wasn't a new Ratchet and Clank game during the uh, PlayStation Four generation at all. Um, there was a uh, there was a remake of the first one that was like changing the story and everything like that, and it was and it wasn't that great. Um, but we got some for interesting information about uh, the PC ports. Um, basically, if your PC port of a game costs less than I think it was thirty million dollars for the port, it's just instantly greenlit. Um, so that's really interesting. That um, basically, if there are games that you can that they can very uh, cheaply port to PC, they're going to. Um, that's at um, Sony Interactive in general. Um, see or some of my other notes um bloodborne it was shocking because they keep sony keeps reporting in their investors report that bloodborne has only sold 3.5 million copies but the internal documents have it at seven so that was that was really interesting um there was just a there, there was a, a slide about um uh, how uh, basically they need to pick up the slack, like all the studios need to pick up the slack uh, due to um, uh, the Activision Blizzard deal closing and that they are uh, concerned about... Um... Now, this slide was from before the 10-year deal was signed because it, it was... It was uh... The the um the wording in it was a three year deal, so it was mm -hmm. it, it is a an older slide, but it was a concern over um the live service uh offerings that um uh Sony is offering and in the wake of uh an Xbox owned Call of Duty. Um and then there was a, a really interesting note that was uh, actually personal notes from um Ted Price, the owner of the um or the CEO I should say. Uh that I had some information about uh, layoffs that um, even Insomniac, who is basically the most productive studio at um, uh, PlayStation right now, is facing layoffs, um, and uh, how they were going to handle it. How you know they can't just like uh, canceling projects would actually be like detrimental. So they're they're looking at like shift like laying off some people who are working on Wolverine and shifting people around from their other projects that are further out to put them on Wolverine. Um, and as talk of a stu another studio closure. Um, now those notes look like they're from uh, like October or November, so that would not uh, include Pixel Opus. Which um, PlayStation closed this year? Um, I think Sony London might be next. Yeah. Um, we were both the SingStar guys, right? Well, we don't really know. They're supposedly working on a live service game. I I'm fairly certain, and I believe they're also working on a VR title. Mm -hmm. Um. So I'm not really. It, it could even be a. Because we don't have context, it legitimately could be a studio location that's being described and not a studio studio. Um, my guess would be uh, Sony San Mateo, which is literally a support studio in San Mateo. And like, 
-hmm. the cost of living in San Mateo and therefore the salaries they have to pay are insane. Um, if it is an like overall studio. Um, so that it was just a very, uh, it's definitely the, one of the largest hacks of all time. I don't know if it's larger than the valve hack from the early two thousands. Um, it is less, there was a ton of individuals impacted, like a ton of, uh, employee data. Right. Um, and a ton of asset leaks. Uh, Com Capcom back in 2021 had a similar ransomware uh, attack that revealed less of their plans. I mean, it revealed a lot of their plans, but like it it it, re it revealed like less game data, but it revealed a lot of um uh a lot of uh, uh consumer data even, not even just employee data. So uh, I'm interested to see because we'll we'll kind of keep seeing things disseminate out of this because like there was a playable build of Wolverine. Um, you hear what happened to the it, people that downloaded it? Yeah, there. If you downloaded what? it without a VPN, like an idiot, you um uh got DMCA'd by uh uh Verizon or Comcast or whatever your ISP is. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's why I mean, like, you are downloading DMA, uh, yeah. copywritten content that you do not own. You should be using a VPN. <laughs> um, so, like anyone who did that is uh is a silly Billy. That's why I grabbed uh, reuploads of all of the um uh like powerpoints and everything, so that um I couldn't be traced to a single download uh, that traced back to their server. Because the they they fed it off of uh the the initial um the initial torrents were seeded from Insomniac servers until they got the leak under control. But by that point, it was too late and it was already reseeded elsewhere. Um. But uh yeah no the 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 people that got uh their eye or got their internet um locked because they used a their own internet connection to do this are silly billies. Uh, mm -hmm. Don't don't do that. Don't pirate the content. Don't go out and download the content. Unless you're, like, downloading the PowerPoints and stuff, which is, like, all corporate information. If, if you do not go out and download the um, the game files. It is not... Just, just wait. Um, you can view uploaded videos of everything online anyways. Mm -hmm. um, it is literally not worth you getting a criminal suit for piracy against you. Yeah, it's definitely like, not worth it, guys. <laughs> all to play an alpha build of a game that's going to probably look and play nothing like the finished product. Yeah, if, like, you know, they, they it wasn't just the, the game that leaked, by the way. Their entire engine was in there, and the, um, the full... Uh, software development kits for the PS4 and PS5 were in there, which yeah. those are like semi-public, but you have to sign like an NDA to get access to them as a development studio, like any development studio that that uh, develops games for the PlayStation, like has those software development kits, but like fully leaked out to the public. Um, it's uh, it is a very, it was a very, 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 very bad day for Insomniac. Like, that's, like, worst-case scenario for a tech company. And I've seen a lot of people saying, like, hey, why why aren't they, like, why are these people going after uh, game companies? Why aren't they going after, like, um, uh, CEOs of, like, hmm. big business and, uh, like, 
um, politicians. And I'm like, bruh. Uh, number one, you go after politicians. That's like an espionage charge. Uh, number two, the, the tech companies, every user has access, has like multiple devices. There's just, it is simply easy to get in and they are the most likely to pay because they're in the tech industry. Um, oh. Fun fact, do you ever get hit with a ransomware attack? Do not pay. It um, It is, you most likely will not get a, crypt, uh, a key to unlock your stuff anyways. Do, do not pay the ransom. Oh. Um uh, this is why if you run a business, you should back, you should have um, backups taken multiple times a week, if not every day. Mm-hmm. Because if you uh, get hit, you just restore everything from a backup and take everything, you, you de-network everything until you can uh, patch the security hole that they got in with. Mm-hmm. Um from like you a know, tech perspective, I'm really interested to see how. I think I'm pretty sure it's said that they got in via the VPN, um, which makes sense. They they likely got a, a token off of someone's phone and were able to break in through the VPN, then establish themselves on a server, and then they just staged documents. Once they were in the network, any computer that they could access, they just started ripping all the files from, mm-hmm. uh, from specific name directories like documents and things like that, downloads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, it was pretty wild. Pretty wild how they yeah, got a hold of all that information. Many terabytes. Many terabytes of data. Oh, man. They, uh, damn. Yeah, it was, no, that was quite the heist. Quite the heist. And good, by the way, guys, I'm not praising them, but, I mean, obviously this stuff did leak. I'm just saying. Um, oh, they're not a good organization no, either. Like, no. they, these, people, these people, like, hold hospitals for ransom. Yeah, no, that's why, again, guys, I'm not, like... We we are not praising these guys yeah. by any means. It's just the, again the information. Like again, the headlines were out there. The information was out. We we're just talking about the stuff. So why not, right? We're not we're not going to go into like really big details, anyways. Like concerning some things, anyways. Um, again, I want to get some other panel members' thoughts. Uh, Shockley, but I'll hit you up and then I'll go over to uh, Centurion. Uh, Shockley, I mean, you know, obviously Crusader uh, laid it all out there. Pretty, pretty big uh, leak here from, uh, in, uh, well, into Insomniac servers, into, um, again, all their data. And again, this uh, obviously affects Sony in a big way as well. Um, I don't know, what do you think about uh, all this? Yeah, it was pretty surprising, like, just seeing them out. Uh, and just, usually when you see, like, a hit happen, maybe they'll just find out some information but like not the amount like people actually playing builds of a game (laughs) um so that was pretty shocking um i guess the only i wouldn't say good thing to come from it but um it's also a way for insomniac to get some critiques on their game so and at least when the wolverine thing started to come out and then people were kind of like uh why is why is wolverine having health packs like um that's yeah, that's one of his abilities of healing he shouldn't need a health back or um i hope they i know some people i think criticize some of the just some of the at least that, that's where you could actually get some good of it like hey it's so far out but hey you know there was a little bit of criticism of this part of the game they can kind of get some of that early feel and like you know kind of change those up but um but yeah otherwise it kind of sucks that their whole like um 
basically there's not going to be too many surprises probably from Insomniac for quite a while. Um, I guess other than the mm-hmm. um, ones that say like unannounced game or I think one of them said like Marvel game or like maybe it wasn't like announced like what it was yet. Um, They're both X-Men. The Marvel oh, stuff okay. Is, the Marvel stuff is both X-Men. But otherwise that's um it i mean it's it's crazy that they got hacked to that degree but um yeah hopefully they got that locked down because unfortunately that sometimes sucks with for fans because sometimes it's cool to know but then it's it's kind of like when xbox had um i think they had one i think that well i think they had multiple e3s were like right before everything was announced um but when stuff like that gets leaked, and then people see like, well, we didn't—they didn't have any surprises because we already knew about that. Um, when technically, like, it was new stuff. It's just that once the surprise is ruined, it kind of like those. That's what like E3. That's kind of like when or not what, what the traditional E3 was, but now it's obviously like more directs from most of the big three. Um, but that alone, just the announcements for some stuff that are surprising, kind of can get your fan base you know, even more hype just from them, like, their reaction or not seeing something coming. Uh, kind of like when we... I think there were maybe rumors about, like, say, Blade, but I think most of us weren't really up on any of that. So when we saw that, that was pretty awesome. Or, I actually saw like, when you had the trailer before it... Uh, oh, okay. Before it or showed like, when it, you um, see... But I, I, I'm, you know me, I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in the, in the circles. <laughs> yeah. That, that see that or, kind of stuff. Like, when you see, you know, you hear... You know, Looney's or uh, five on it with, and you hear, and you instantly know it's like, oh wait, is Jordan Peele coming about to come out this door for the Kojima project? Obviously, we don't that know was, what that is, but st- still, stuff like that can get you hype. Whereas, like, if you just read it on a piece of paper or you know, some type of screenshot of something, it's not going to hit you the same. So when you see, like, oh yeah, I was already expecting that. So some of that stuff kind of sucks, um, but. I mean, it's I guess same token. It's cool that they're doing if they're doing a whole on X X Men or uh, X Men game. That would be pretty sick. Hopefully, it's not just like the just traditional. Hopefully, they so throw some multiple different X Men in there. Maybe some that you're not as you know used to, like Psylocke. That would be cool. Like <laughs> or just uh, you know some other uh, X Men. But that so I'm hype about that. Like now that you just. <laughs> Uh, told me so um but yeah i mean that's it was crazy how it just unfolded all over twitter and like people kept digging and finding more stuff like wait this is the wolverine game <laughs> um because i was thinking more it would be like uh and hopefully they that was just like a small super small alpha sample of what we were seeing but hopefully it doesn't just feel like a reskin um hopefully you're not doing I don't know if I want to play a Wolverine game where I'm doing a lot of sniffing around and finding trails of... I get it sometimes, like, yeah, Wolverine in the comics and stuff like that would, you know, pick up a scent, but you're not... At least from when I've... The comics I've read or just some of the stuff I've seen in Wolverine, I don't think you're doing that constantly throughout. <laughs> Whereas, like, Spider-Man might be doing a lot of that, like, <laughs> like and actually investigating a lot more. Um I kind of want my Wolverine to be more like kind of the some of the ones we have, but just make an actual top-notch, high-end version of that. Um, 
think the even though that Wolverine game was had some flaws on the PS3, that was a cool. That was probably one of the best versions we've had. Um, anytime recently, I, th- I think X2 on the PS2 was pretty cool, but had some issues. But I think the closest one, a lot of people, uh, Wolverine fans, you know, definitely highlight the uh, Wolverine Origins uh, game on the PS3 360. So. That's kind of the direction I'd wanted to go. Just like put more gore where you're just, you know, you know, you can take off people's limbs. I don't know. I think this one's supposed to be mature. So hopefully they just go all out. But yeah, that was the only thing I was iffy about. It was like, I don't know if this looks obviously it's alpha stuff. And it's and that's what part that sucks when stuff like that gets leaked. Because um, then people start, you know, questioning your imagine if if, if that was say Blade was coming to them and then we got an announcement for Xbox and then this got leaked from Xbox and people saw that footage. People, just from recent games from <laughs> Xbox, they would be saying like, oh, this is going to be some Game Pass like trash. That they, that they would literally be saying all that stuff. Ugh. So I could see where this is kind of like kind of putting a damper on probably some people's hopes of that games, which, which sucks uh, for the developers and um, and and for the fans, because you're not going to see this game probably even longer now. <laughs> now that um, you know it got leaked, and they'll probably hold you know hold off or do more stuff with it, because inevitably you're going to probably hear criticism, so you're going to go back and try to fix some stuff too. But uh, um, it was already going to probably be far out anyway. So, uh, but it's actually going to keep waiting and maybe not see. Hopefully, you see a glimpse of it, you know, relatively soon of just like some slice of the gameplay but to kind of like get this <laughs> uh some of those videos that were going around kind of out of your uh memory so but yeah it sucks but yeah hopefully they lock that down going forward because that was not a good look so but mm-hmm. no well said shockley uh certainly some uh yeah interesting things from uh what was shown uh, but again, it's, it's still a ways away, like a long ways, I would say. But even the, the other information, too, was interesting. All right, going over to Centurion, and then I'll hit up Dots. Uh, Cent, I mean, honestly, like, um, again, this happened a couple of weeks ago. And uh, again, it's still like, again, I still can't believe that it was that it happened, this uh big hack and it was quite a lot of information like honestly what what were your thoughts about it well my thoughts are all over the place um for starters this is just the world we live in now um i'm i'm, I'm sorry but hackers and people of that nature um i'm pretty sure there is some out there but the vast majority of them are not like the guys you see in movies and television where they're out trying to just, you know, take down the man. Uh, they're not Robin Hood. They're they're very predatory. Uh, they will definitely go at, like, I mean, who, the idea is work smarter, not harder. And, I mean, they literally, when they, like, um, like Crusaders said, when they find a little small hole in security somewhere, they will turn it into a very, a very big opportunity to for them to uh, benefit in any way necessary. Um, it sucks that you know. L- let's just put it this way: I'm not over here clapping my hands like, oh, congratulations!" You know, it was a PlayStation Studio. Who gives a shit? No, <clears throat> it's not like that at all. 
Um, but in saying that, I do think it is a little interesting. I'm not trying to go down the, the tinfoil hat theory here, but if this was an Xbox studio, I'm pretty sure we would have seen uh, numerous sites totally just combing through everything and trying to just make a news article about anything and everything and somehow twist it into negative this, negative that. But of course, it's Insomniac and it's the beloved Spider-Man franchise uh, creator. So therefore, we have to... Uh, white knight and defend them and be like oh no no for the first time ever we don't want to talk about the information or or we want to be very selective on how we do our news articles because we want to be respectful and it's just like really um I i'm sorry but i i'm gonna uh i'm gonna call a big giant turd a big giant turd and that that's actually kind of messed up so let's see you hold that energy if this ever happens to a another developer or publisher that doesn't happen to be uh one of your like uh, like fantasy developers that you don't want to ever see them have hard times mm -hmm. we'll just say that yeah i mean not to interrupt but you're absolutely i mean like I, I i felt the same way and it was just kind of interesting how again certain outlets kind of handled things especially since uh, there have been a lot more recent things that have happened to i think capcom had something not too long ago um obviously like again like certain things have leaked down they had no problems covering it but right, when and it, now here's yeah. like i agree with you like here like a uh, big example uh the supposed accidental publishment that xbox had of all this all the documents that they had during the ftc thing technically those were leaked documents yeah it was information i got put out in the public on a totally different manner but how many times did we see that freaking all digital Xbox Series X? Like, I mean, like, literally, that thing was photoshopped a million freaking times into so many different ways. I mean, like, we couldn't go anywhere without seeing oh, yeah. that damn thing. Um, and that's where I, I just have to, I, I just have to laugh at the situation that I mean, like, it, it sucks that it happened to Insomniac, but at the same time, all of a sudden, for the first time ever, you guys feel bad about covering uh leaks of this nature or hacks wh what have you it it's information that we weren't supposed to have and it's just being covered totally differently than things in the past we'll at least just call it that um but that being said um somebody mentioned it here like you know um like wolverine having health packs um there's a uh, a psychiatrist out there like YouTube guy, like people pay money to go to like this guy's seminars. And he actually made a point. It's called the Superman syndrome. Take a look at the Superman character when he was first created. When Superman was first put into a comic book, he had no vulnerabilities. He was invincible, literally invincible. And slowly over time, they realized that was killing the character because people found it boring. You can't constantly have right. somebody come in and save the damn day and take bullets and all this other stuff with no one. Basically, oh, Superman's here. It's all good. All right, move on. I mean, so late as the as the Superman character evolved, they had to create weaknesses for Superman to keep it interesting. I understand how people feel about Wolverine, but me being a, a film buff, I own like hundreds and hundreds of physical movies here in my home. Um, I'm a big fan for anything narrative driven 
And that's where I say, depending on the medium you have, yeah, it's cool to whip open a comic book and see um, Wolverine just totally kicking ass and tearing things apart, uh, slicing people up. Let's all face it, uh, Wolverine's claws literally should be cutting people's arms and heads off with absolutely no problem whatsoever. In the movies, we've seen him literally take a bullet to the head and get right back up like it didn't even happen. That's all cool, but when we're talking like in a video game setting, yeah, we got to keep it like we are not going to literally put the controller in your hand and say, here is Invincible Wolverine. Just go and rock it like you're God. And I don't really, that's why I'm saying they're, they're doing what they have to to keep the game interesting. They got to give you some kind of vulnerability because you can't just walk through the game like you know you're untouchable. Um, be, but even though we know that doesn't go with the, the, th the theme of Wolverine, I totally understand why they did that. And I'm not going to nitpick at them for taking certain avenues of trying to make the Wolverine character into a video game. This was just like, it, it's kind of like with Blade, you know, Blade is a pretty badass character in the movies, but I'm pretty sure he's going to have things that in the video game that are going to be there to make it to where it's a video game. And yes, you're going to have your vulnerabilities. You're going to have your mechanics that totally probably go against the lore of blade, but it's there to create the, to create the ambiance, the atmosphere of what it is. It's still a video game. Um, and that's where I'm not going to like totally, I'm not going to be one of those. I'll be like, Oh my God, look like it. I knew it was going to be somewhere along the lines of Spider-Man because it's made by the same developer. It's like having an art style. Uh, I've said it about Ubisoft. Like, you know, like if I pick up a Far Cry game, I want to play a damn Far Cry game. I don't want my Far Cry game to feel like something else. And that's an art style. Same with Insomniac. Insom like, regretfully, I have to agree with Crusader that the, the studio Insomniac Games is becoming like the Marvel support studios. And it's really sad considering Insomniac has done some really well put together games like uh, Ratchet and Clank. Um, and I really hope those don't take to the wayside because, you know, it, it, like no no matter what anybody wants to say, like the Marvel franchises themselves, all of them are seeing just a teensy bit of burnout. Um, and that's where, you know, it, it's, um, I really hope that they don't get so f deep into this whole thing of all we do is Marvel games that they actually forget what made them Insomniac to begin with. But at the same time, um, I, I it's, it's going to feel like a Insomniac Marvel game. I did not expect anything different other than it's Wolverine. It's going to function differently. Um, I do like uh, what I think uh, Shockley said. Hopefully we get some of the uh, other X-Men characters in there. Uh, we saw that in Marvel Midnight Suns is in Marvel Midnight Suns. We actually had an X-Men character and eventually um, Wolverine came into the mix. And when you would actually like hang out and, and uh, have interaction with them, they would talk about things that were going on around Professor Xavier's school for the gifted and the experiences that they had as X-Men. And it would be really great to see that camaraderie in the Wolverine game. But not at any time do I think that, you know, the game's going to be trash because of this or trash because of that. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a very well put together game. And it's just really tragic that, you know, 
uh, we saw some developers out there that not only had all their blood, sweat, and tears leaked out in the world, but their personal information was leaked. We saw photos of passports and all this other stuff. And, right. and, and, and that's where it becomes a little personal. Like, you know, for me, it's like, this goes beyond a video game. This goes on, like, this dude's, like, vital information is on the the Never Forget machine called the Internet. And so that's where it's kind of like, this is where Console Wars is getting pretty bad at this point, where we're championing and cheering for this stuff to happen, when honestly, we should all take the stance of like you know that like that kind of crossed the line when you guys leaked someone's personal information um and that's where yeah i you know i just hope they hold that energy that the the media decided to start mm-hmm. like i said i'm all over i'm all over the place on my thoughts i mean yeah it's funny to watch but at the same time it's like oh man is this really what gaming is getting into eh it was inevitable but i agree with you you know like Hey, it sucks. It sucks, right? But again, it's happened to, like, a lot of, uh, again, like, uh, maybe not to this extent, but again, we've had all kinds of information come out from Xbox, Capcom, and a whole bunch, you know, over the years, especially in recent years, so, I don't know, again, like, I don't want it to happen to Insomniac, but at the same time it happened, I hope, again, nothing happens to, again, you know, with the, you know, some of that personal information that leaked out, but... Again, that's something that Insomniac and the employees have to deal with. Um, Let's see. But well said, Centurion. Well said. Moving over to Dots, and then I will hit up Grimes. Uh, Dots, buddy, again, like, you know, here in the panel uh, chat about this Insomniac hack, what are uh, some of your thoughts on the matter? Um, I think think it's very interesting uh, a way to kind of end last year. Um, it really was a, a big, a big news hitter, and um, me, me and Crusader had a nice long talk about it when after it happened, and just I, th- I, 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 I'm, I, lo- I kind of like hearing about the inside of how a company's working. I, I think that you know, seeing a lot of these these um, statistics, a lot of this data is very insightful and i think it like it kind of helps me as a gamer understand like some of the process of you know what's going on inside these companies and and i know a lot of it's you know a lot of it's confidential nda and obviously i not at all condone any sort of you know hacking of personal data and um you know passports you know addresses email all that stuff but you know, seeing seeing the 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 financials of a lot of Insomniac's games and a lot of Sony games and a lot of the, a lot of this information is just kind of like a an eye opener of you know how is how are these companies doing and you know what where the numbers lie and you know we so we're not just you know speculating everything, um, yeah and I, I so I I think. Just just as a consumer, I find a lot of and and also as a you know as a business major, just seeing a lot of that uh, financial data and you know the their how far in the future they're planning and what they're doing with what they have currently and how that's all going around. It's a lot a lot of information that you know for someone like me, I, I very much enjoy seeing the data, even if though the unfortunately the means were not you know ethical at all. So. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think everyone gave good points. I think I'm, I'm also of the agreement that, yeah, if this happened to 
a uh, Xbox company, they, they everyone would you know be hyper analyzing it versus the white knighting that's going on. I don't. It did I don't... happen. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. They're like the, the, uh, it not... there was well... no attack. There was no ransomware attack. The there was no personal information. Well, okay, I, I understand. Okay, that part of it, but I mean, a lot like, of information I, I go after has the leaked. companies that went after that that reported on Capcom, like not not that. Like if you if you're dumb enough to have your own shit embedded in PDFs, you're submitting to public court documents. Your shit's gonna get reported on. Mm. Like, yeah, I mean that stuff was. So, uh, no, how about the, the no, let's throw it on there. Like, if they would have gotten this material through ill-gotten means, would you hold that same energy? Huh? Yeah. If it, they, do you, now, here's the thing: if that would have been leaked through ill through, uh, let's just say a hacker did break into Xbox tonight and did the same shit. Listen, I'm a person who's downloading the shit, so of course I'm gonna talk about it. Like, but if if I have no problem with someone not wanting to report on shit that comes from a hack, both from the you might be redistributing um uh copyright material and your company might be getting sued for it, um. Because that's there's there's a big difference in case law for accidental leaks versus uh, stuff gotten from nefarious illegal means. So like I understand the companies that don't want to report on this. That being said, the ones that I'm holding accountable are the ones that are that reported on Capcom in the way they're not reporting on on uh, what you call it. You, so, you, but you do see that you do see that there is some at least something going on in the media where they're treating Insomniac different uh, uh, with sure. this, with the situation than sure. I what actually think it's more of a Japanese versus American thing than it is mm -hmm. a, uh, it, than the fact that it's Insomniac themselves because they treated Rockstar like this just a few months ago as well, where they were free. Oh, the, most yes. of them refused to report on the uh, the footage that was leaked in the Rockstar. Uh, um, uh, ransomware attack. I totally well, forgot enough. about that one. But yeah, because there was like 40 minutes of footage from GTA uh, 6 leaked. That's ago. correct. Yeah, there was. Uh, and yeah. most of the studios also refused to report on that. I actually think it's a um, uh, a Western developer versus Japanese developer thing more than anything. Hmm. Uh, that they, they feel closer to the studios that they have bigger PR relationships with than they do the... Um, uh, uh, the the Eastern studios that they don't have direct relationships with because there's a language barrier. All right, all right, that's actually um, very interesting. Yeah, that you brought that because, up because, like, Capcom, the employees were barely even like referenced, like what by like the the like or or the consumer data. Like it was just gung ho. Here's all of the slides. Like, it's 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 a lot different. Um. All right, all right. So, yeah, because like I, I've been looking at it, and that, that's how a lot of people have been looking at it in the in the in games media. It, it's like, why did we treat Capcom differently? I've seen a, like a, a bunch of people that I know have been asking themselves that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was curious about too. But uh, again, like again, it's all just very interesting, nonetheless. Um, I want to get to some more panel members here, though. Uh, Grimes, I would like to hear your thoughts, and then MLD can come in right at the end there. Uh, Grimes, I mean, obviously you've heard the guys, uh, you know, shoot back and forth about their thoughts on the matter. What do you think overall about the Insomniac uh, hack and, like, the leaks that have come forth about it? 
you guys touched on quite a bit, so I'm gonna keep it, you know, I'm gonna keep it short. And uh, and of course, it's terrible and sad what happened to Insomniac. I really feel for all the developers and employees of Insomniac. Um, having uh, your work, especially something you're really proud of, getting leaked to the masses like that, it sucks. Um, but to add uh, something uh, that you and Centurion said, the outlets that did report on the insomnia leaks got abused by uh, fans and people in the industry. But like you guys, yeah, you guys mentioned it. Where was this outrage when Com- uh, Capcom got hacked? And Crusader is right. The, uh, the thing is, the West just doesn't care about what happens to Japanese companies or developers. Uh, while, you know, uh, Insomnia CAC, for example, a lot of those developers uh, that were outraged, they know each other. Uh, a, a lot of those Western studios are based in California, so a lot of those developers that worked with each other were friends, and same with a lot of the journalists, they have uh, contacts in a lot of those studios. So of course, uh, they're gonna react that way compared to Japanese a Japanese studio, which is terrible. Um, Centurion touched on this, but the two things that really bothered me about this whole hack and leaks, whatever, uh, forget about the, uh, game, the game leaking, forget about the roadmaps and concept art, etc. Does the media not realize the gravity of a situation with the employee data breach? Exposing employees' passports, tax information, uh, addresses and whatnot. The media should be reporting on that and they should be asking Sony why and how. I mean, Centuri, I mean, uh, Crusader did touch on it, but they should be asking how is, did their security get breached? Why is it so bad? They've had so many hacks in, in the past. Why are they not doing something about it? Um, I bet you Rockstar has learned a lesson from the hack they suffered uh, last year or the year before. It's all been, uh, br- it's all been uh, brushed under the rug by the media and they've moved on to other stories. Companies should be held accountable uh, for having such weak security and when uh, personal information is being put on strangers' uh, hands. Um, and it doesn't matter what company this happens to. I was livid when the ESA accidentally leaked uh, people's addresses, mobile numbers, emails for e- E3 a few years back. Uh, and of course, the media did the right thing then by reporting it but it, it was it's it was popular and it's still popular to hate on the esa so that's one reason they did it um 
And yeah, like I said, I would be reacting the same way uh, if Microsoft had a terrible security and, and uh, personal information was leaked. Same thing with Rockstar, Nintendo, Ubisoft, doesn't matter what company this happens to, you need to fix your security. And that, I mean, yeah, we've talked about it, you know. So I, I, I really don't have many other points to uh, talk about since we discussed quite a bit, but yeah. All right, all right. Well said there, Grimes, well said. MLD, please uh, round us out here. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter. Oh yeah, sure. Um, well, first, obviously, goes without saying, the, the leak is unfortunate, uh, especially with the whole personal information. So that's just yeah. I hope that uh, I hope that is uh, minimized any backlash with that. But um, it it is interesting that we can d dissect uh, the roadmap now. The Insomniac is doing these guys make games so quickly. I, I don't know how I, I don't know how I, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> but um, but the uh, their roadmap with X Men, Venom, all that stuff. So essentially, they are they are going to be a, a Marvel studio. But some may not like that they're too specialized at this point. Um, but I mean, I get it from a business stance because, say, their Resistance IP, Ratchet and Clank, they sell a fraction compared to Spider Man. So I get it. You play to your strengths, you go where the money is. And if people like their, their takes on superhero games, make more of them. Fine. But um, I hope this gives Xbox a reminder, though to pick and choose their own licensed IP and to do more of it to, so that they know the value of uh, IP that just aren't limited to, to video games that have mass uh, appeal about that. So it, it, this is telling that Sony is going wide market with these exclusive deals. Now, uh, the whole conversation on exclusive superhero IP, like I, I saw all that unfold, how, like how Sony gets all these Marvel deals and you know nobody bats an eye because of course, uh, but Blade for Xbox is looked under this uh, like a microscope. And I, I, I'm sure we all see that kind of uh, double standard that's going on here. Yes, one is uh, more market share than the other, but that doesn't mean Xbox can't have any of their, of their own exclusive uh, licensed IP. But uh, I digress with that one. I also find it interesting that upcoming games like Venom, I, I wonder if that's going to reuse the same map as Spider-Man 2. Because only Insomniac can pull this off. Because oh, I, I just see this as a certain perspective. Like, imagine if an Xbox studio made multiple games that had the same map reused and slightly iterated and fed back to the public for several games at a time. Like, people call Forza Horizon games all the same. But they take place in different countries. But nobody bats an eye the Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Spider-Man 2, and possibly Venom are all going to take place in the same map. I'm just saying. <laughs> so there's... Um, maybe, I guess maybe that's why Insomniac can crank out so many games. They're just using a lot of assets over and over again. I guess the real but, question is, how do you do New York differently? Like, no, it, how, like it's not like, like... Like, how do you do New York differently? Spider-Man is New York Twitter, right? I mean, I, New I York is a big that. state, so you just do, uh, you know. But yeah, he's he's New York. specifically what is it? He's Queens superhero specifically. Well, I mean, Hell's Kitchen well, is Daredevil. Uh, yeah. Like, like, 
like all, like explicitly he is New York City's superhero. So like you can add more to it and that's what they did with two but like how do you do spider-man that's not new york do you just say he's in another city yeah i mean is it so crazy to have spider-man not take place in new york has Uh, it ever been done in the a little bit yeah yeah actually yeah well (laughs) is that that such a crazy thought um it would be like it's usually only in crossover stuff that he leaves new york city so at least um, kind of, I can kind of see where General MLD is coming from in the fact that how about it's okay for them to reuse assets, but Xbox has to reach into the freaking bag and pull a damn rabbit out of their ass every single time when it comes to having to do something different. It, it, it's basically, I see where General's coming from, that it's okay for Insomniac to do this, to mill out games very quickly and there's nothing wrong with that, but why is it good for Tom and bad for Dave? Hmm. I don't. I disagree so with you. I can't you think of an example where Xbox has tried to do something like this. Like, well, they say that about Forza it's, Horizon, like it's all the do? same. It's I mean, like four again, and five con- in like, England I, and Mexico. I mean, what? Well, okay, I've never seen three. a review say that. I've ocean. never seen anyone who matters say that. I've seen yeah. weirdo console warriors say that. Yeah, don't, like, don't you guys remember they it, criticized God of War for reusing assets? It, I don't think it it's console yeah, like, was. I, I don't. How, how, what was what was the uh, the scale of the criticisms for um, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the yeah, Kingdom? Yeah, like Breath of the Wild reused all the same map too. But that was very they tame just, King, as Tears well, of the Kingdom. They just but, added. Uh, oh yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. You're right. They just added. Uh, the, the floating islands. They added the floating islands and above, the and they added, like, an underground area, yeah. but then the, the main ground was, like, generally the same. Can but I just add one more thing? Gamers as a whole gave yeah. Nintendo a pass on that. Go for it, Grimes. Yeah, I was uh. just gonna say, people want uh, fast development. The only way you yeah. can release games as fast is by reusing uh, assets, and every single studio that has a, a, a second game in the franchise or a third game reuses the same assets. It's not, it's not something new. It's been, and, been done for decades. And did like the industry not give Xbox a pass for every Forza Horizon that you're claiming that they complained about, considering that 30 million people have played it? Like, I, I, I just don't, I don't see where the legitimate criticism that isn't just some person on Twitter that is meaningless in the grand scheme of things is saying it like fair it's enough, fair enough. but but we do I, I just I, I don't see it as like an actual thing that people are complaining about the real people oh of course of course so yeah obviously i agree with you on that but but we do deal with the online uh hardcore gamer discussions pretty frequently uh, it, it, yeah yeah i mean what because forza horizon 4 and 5 have trees and lakes and roads, uh, it's the same game, yeah. even though it's England and Mexico. Oh, oh no, and they like, both have the exact every, same BMW i3 or something like that. Yeah. Whoa, whoa of, is me! <laughs> every Forza Motorsport and every Gran Turismo have had the same, like, tracks in them. Why? Because they're real tracks in real life, and there's only so many real tracks that you can physically have. Like, it's... it's Again, it, like like, those kind of things are just so non-issues to me. Like... I, I guess the, the only big one that I've ever seen that was ridiculous was uh, Far Cry Primal, re- completely reusing Far Cry 4's map, and them trying to say that they didn't, 
when hmm. they did. Did they actually? Well, um, oh yeah, it's the same map. It's the exact same map. Oh, I, I have no idea, really. Yeah, it, it's the exact same that. map. Um, it, it, it's it's not actually a problem. It's just that the problem is that they said that they they were like, no, 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 we didn't use the same map. Yes, 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 you did. You just retextured a bit of it. <laughs> well, in that case, hmm. I do want to say that then Xbox should find a game where they can make three plus games with the same map and justify it. Then, uh, so, I mean, they kind of have that with Skyrim. Well, yeah. yeah. Game is re-released every year. I guess that counts. Three years. I mean, I guess Halo counts. with its map. Yeah. I mean, Valhalla uh, Ragnarok. And Gears Online. Is, I mean, Gears Online. Yeah, like, like, so they kind of, like, like, they all FPSs have kind of had this for forever because, like, we remake the same maps over and over again and keep Nuke putting them Town, in the games baby. because people love them. Yeah, Nuke Town. Um, uh, the there are two versions of the pit in Halo Infinite. Mm -hmm. Blood <laughs> like, Gulch. Like... Yeah, Blood Gulch. Yeah, like like, like FPS games have been doing this for forever. Um, so like, it's just such a non-issue to me yeah i, I would rather more companies do it if it means that a good game that i'm going to get to play comes out faster personally speaking yeah but i feel like a multiplayer map isn't the same as scale as say a whole campaign sure so xbox should maybe find a way to work that angle too i don't know i, I i'm just I'm wondering because if people give uh you know a pass on this yeah xbox should more than find their own way to do it then as well but hey whatever but um, overall, though, I, I think, uh, and I, I do want to touch on what you guys all talked about, though, with the uh, uh, how the gaming media did a double standard between this leak and with Capcom. I just feel like I don't want to pull the Xbox tax card, but I just feel like Sony and their developers, they're just coddled when, when this stuff happens compared to anybody else. But I do think that the point about Capcom being overseas in Japan, so Western that, that Western media doesn't really have um a need to um please them or whatever like i actually yeah. do think there's an empathy part of it to it right like mm -hmm. there are people that physically know people at insomniac right that have like some people in our in the games journalism industry have been in it for years like like years and years they, they've met hundreds of devs from insomniac over that time like they have actual empathy for these people versus people at capcom they may not have ever met a single developer from capcom because it's oh. Japanese. I, I, I don't even think it's like a, like a, 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 an explicit thing. I think it's an implicit thing. Like, I don't know you, and I'm going to report on this because I don't know you. Yeah, but th that just shows that emotions can get in the way of, um, you know, same energy yeah. journalism, you know? Correct. <laughs> um, there is a very parasocial relationship that the game's journalism has with... Because uh, some journalists took it too far. Um, and it had to be put down by other journalists who were like, no, we do have a, there's, there's some things we do have to report on from this. Because most, most places ran a story on it. Mm -hmm. Right? That like, this is what happened. Um, right. And it was only, like, and then others were like, they picked and choose what they report on. I don't think anyone reported on the actual assets from Wolverine, like, at all. I don't think I saw a single report on that. Even from, like, even Insider Gaming didn't really talk much about like there's some things that i've seen that like i haven't seen circulating online and like i don't think any of you brought up like at all and i i, I don't want to bring them up because it'd be cool if people were surprised by it mm -hmm. right um 
Now, did people uh, report on the GTA leaks gameplay? I mean, obviously you can't show it, but the people at least talk about it. They said that it happened, but like they, like I went back and looked into this because like I, I did call out a couple of uh, a, a couple of people for um, uh, poor reporting. Like I did call out uh, Game Over Gregory and uh, uh, their uh, their crew for misreporting. But a lot of people basically said that like yeah, gameplay footage or that like. Um, they basically said that uh, things were hacked and were published online, but they didn't explicitly say what. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it was it was basically like, hey, stuff happened to to Rockstar because that is news, right? Physically, but they they did. Some studios said like gameplay footage. Almost none of them talked about what was in the gameplay. Um, okay. Because well, uh, and I, I, I like what was in that gameplay still hasn't really circulated. Uh, like, like I, I get like you guys probably most of you don't like because I've seen most of it. Um, because like the new trailer still hasn't even confirmed everything that was in that in those gameplay bits from Rockstar. Like their their press release still hasn't confirmed everything that we saw. Hmm. Okay. Well, interesting. Uh, I mean, I, I. I, I... Like me personally, I did see a bit of it, uh, what you were talking about, but I I, did, yeah. I I know I didn't watch like the entirety of it, so because uh, I want to be left surprised too, right? Yeah. So, but any see, I, I'm like the I'm like a Red Skull from uh, uh, Infinity War mm -hmm. or was it Endgame? Which yeah, no Infinity War. Uh, I I will guide you all to a treasure that I myself cannot possess, which <laughs> is I, I will view all of the leaks so that no one else has to. Hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I can tell people what to not ignore or look out for. Gotcha. Anything else, MLD, to round us off? Nah, no, no. I think we we you said it all. Yeah. All right. Uh... Leaks are bad. <laughs> well, they can be. Um, but yeah, guys, um, I think we're going to end off this one. But um, honestly, very spirited uh, talk. And uh, you know, again, I thought we all had some really interesting points on this one. Um, you know, coming at it from different, uh, different directions. But, uh, you know, again, I hope Sony and Insomniac, uh, you know, again, cover themselves, work on their security. And um, yeah, I mean, I just I really hope that the game... Uh, like again, games like Wolverine or whatever they have on the pipe turn out to be really awesome games. Uh, but yeah, lots of interesting things touched on there. Guys in the chat, everybody tuning in, it is great to have you all here. If you haven't done so already, smash that like button and of course sub to the channel and share out this video. All right, guys, uh, without further delay, moving into some other bits of news, and it appears that Xbox will be having another developer direct. Rumors are circulating of a return of the popular Direct from last January, with closer looks at games, release dates, and maybe even another surprise uh, shadow drop. While nothing has been officially announced yet, many are speculate, speculating we'll be hearing something quite soon. And I know, like, you know, there's excitement in the air. Now, Centurion, my gaming super sleuth, I know you've been hot on the heels of this topic. Uh, do you believe we'll be hearing uh, something about a developer direct announced soon, or is it just uh, baseless rumors? And chatting with Crusader, because I obviously showed Crusader what I had. Um, I did a video on it, shameless plug. But this is one, so Ali's put it out right here. 
Um, I love how everybody um, keeps saying, like, I, it was even in the comments that Elder Scrolls Online is not a tentpole franchise for the Xbox brand. I challenge you to go look at the financials for that game and to see that that developer and publisher have been having what they refer to as the Elder Scrolls Online global reveal at the end of every January for years. This is like, like, like I'm like uh, QuakeCom, BlizzCom, E3, um, games, what, uh, basically all these conventions that happen at the same time every single year. This Elder Scrolls event is actually one of those events that takes place. And Zenimax has sometimes done the event live. I've tuned in where they're sitting on a stage in front of a crowd and they're getting a lot of people excited for what Elder Scrolls is going to provide. So um, in a letter published on Elder Scrolls website from the game director, he went in to tell everybody that we're going into the 10 year uh, anniversary of Elder Scrolls Online. But that's a little bit of a tricky question because technically Elder Scrolls Online came out in 20, I think it was like 2015. No, wait, 2014 on PC, and then 2015 on, um, yeah, 2014 on PC, 2015 on console. So he started going into about how he has all these events planned. They're going to have, um, like, stuff on the Elder Scrolls channel. They're going to turn this into a giant celebration that's going to last one year, starting from April of this year to June of next year, because June 2016 is when they revealed it on the console. And in his letter, he did state that he is excited and cannot wait to show people what they have in store next at the end of January in their global reveal show. Now, as we all know, last year, Xbox piggybacked on that show. And even though Xbox came on, and I was even telling my wife about this today, even though Xbox came on an hour before the Elder Scrolls show, the Xbox had to cram anything they wanted to show in a one hour period of time. And they actually gave about five to 10 minutes of that show to Elder Scrolls Online, who then had a one hour show after the, the developer direct. So like this, like in my opinion, Xbox needs to definitely, uh, they need to embrace the fact that they own ZeniMax now and that this is a big event for ZeniMax. This is an MMO that in my opinion, rivals World of Warcraft and other MMOs out there. It has a huge fan base, both on console and PC. And that's where Xbox really has an opportunity here to really make 2024 a big deal. We've got um, ZeniMax having their 10 year anniversary for their big uh, massive multiplayer online. Uh, they have another MMO in store and you never know, they might be able to really uh, kind of give people a taste of what's next for ZeniMax at a, at a developer direct around that time. Uh, but we also have Activision who is getting ready to start uh, kind of stop with the, the Call of Duty gaming mill. We're going to see developers being able to work on projects that mean more to them than Call of Duty. 
Uh, we're also going to see games being put into Game Pass. There's a lot of stuff going around right now for Activision, and we would love some more news on that, and this would be a great opportunity to give people a little bit of a taste or a hint of what 2024 is going to look like for the Activision brand. And then, of course, there's the all-encompassing Xbox brand. Like, we're already talking about how Double Fine potentially is going to have a reveal um, of Kiln, um, me and Crusader, uh, we had a big conversation and he believes that there's a, a little bit of a game that could potentially be shadow dropped. Um, and that's where I'll let, I'm not going to be the one to steal info from him. I'll let him be the one to kind of talk about that game. It's a game we're all excited for a very, very unique game. And he wanted to point out that there, there is a big potential that that game is going to be the one that got shadow dropped. Um, there's a lot that could really kind of just, in my opinion, set the bar for 2024 for gaming when it comes to um, all these brands. Xbox is able to walk out on stage and really set the bar and set the tone for 2024. And that's where, if they do, I'm going to be very curious on the other brand, the other big blue brand, on the, how they're going to respond, considering let's just be blunt about it. They have a very mediocre, very paltry offering for what we're normally used to seeing coming out of that brand. I mean, even Colin Moriarty decided to have a rant online about how the the, the PlayStation brand seems a little bit different than what we've seen in the past. But I do happen to be in agreement with also Crusader. He put it out there on Twitter that we are going to see a date for this event sometime next week. We could all wake up tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. morning. Yeah, I know. We could all wake up tomorrow <laughs> morning and have something. Because, I mean, Mondays, for whatever damn reason, Xbox loves revealing stuff. Like Because at, at, I'm over here on the west side of the United States. So, for me, it happens at, like, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. And then I wake up and all hell has broken loose on, on social media that woke up on the east coast. Because Xbox decided to say something hella early in the morning, my time. Um, and we could see something like that, but at least I, I, I'm still, I don't want to say it's going to happen tomorrow, but I will at least say that we are probably going to see these events, uh, the dates for them get locked in sometime this coming week because Elder Scrolls has yet to actually put a hardened date on when their event is going to take place. As of right now, it still stands as end of January. All right. All right. Uh, well said there, Sent. Yeah, I mean, like, we're all kind of, again, we're all anticipating something's about to happen. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if it was tomorrow <laughs> that we heard something. Um, but If the uh, show is this week, it'll be tomorrow. If it doesn't, if the announcement doesn't happen tomorrow, it's not this week. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, what is there a rumor date, uh, Crusader? Uh, this week. Oh, it, oh, so okay. this week is the rumor. Interesting. Um, so basically, creating hype. Everyone has like Jez Corden, from what I can gather, is like, yeah, no, I would bet money that this event is happening. Why? Because he's heard it a billion times in the background, but doesn't have concrete information, so he's not going to write a real report on it. Because uh, he doesn't write, he doesn't write stories if he if he can't right. confirm something mm -hmm. uh, concretely. Um, 
uh, Insider Gaming is like, yeah, you know, we our, our sources have basically said that, yeah, this is happening in January. We just don't know. Uh, we don't have a date. We're trying to lock down a date for it. Uh, and then the 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 leaker the, who who said that it's happening this week also successfully leaked two Nintendo Directs a uh, exactly one week ahead of time. Hmm. So right. I'm thinking Thursday, <laughs> Thursday or Wednesday. Um, there was also some previous rumors that uh their their plan was to uh, announce it. Uh, and uh, have the show happen within a week, so there was no um, there was no waiting period, which has been a Nintendo strategy for a long time now. Nintendo kind of announces their direct the same their their directs the same week, and then they happen, and people seem to like that. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Um, uh, like, well, again, they're like bite-sized shows, right? So, um... yeah. Yeah, I think this one's going to be different than last year's, though. Well, I'll talk to that later when it's when it's when it's my actual turn. But yeah, that 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 was the official rumor was that it's this month almost certainly next week, or this week next week, whatever you want to call it. Uh, maybe. All right, all right. Uh, let's see, uh, Grimes. I'll hit you up next. Um, again, what are your thoughts? Do you um, you know, again, last year we had a uh. A developer direct that was very popular had a lot of great reception to it um it was around uh, this time last year do you think uh, we'll hear something uh, very soon about uh, a new developer direct from xbox absolutely and like crusader said microsoft has seen that this sort of event works uh, they've seen that it works really well for nintendo so absolutely they're gonna announce something in the next couple of weeks. Um, I've been, uh, of course, trying to avoid a lot of the rumors uh, because I just want to go in blind and be surprised. And of course, everyone expects a shadow drop like Hi-Fi Rush. But I think it's the wrong way to approach uh, an event like this. And don't pressure, you know, let the teams cook don't pressure anyone into release something uh, early or whatever. Uh, what, will, what would I like to see? Uh, maybe the comp uh, Compulsions game, South of Midnight, would be nice. Uh, like you guys mentioned, uh, Tim Schafer's game. He's a br brilliant mind, and I just can't wait to see what he's got uh, in the works. Every game he's worked on, it, it's pure gold. So, yeah, he's one of my favorite uh, people in the gaming industry, and I can't wait to see what he's got uh, planned. Uh, I don't think we're going to see games like Perfect Dark. I think we're going to save that for uh, the summer. Uh, I think we might see Stalker 2. We haven't heard anything about that game in a while. It's not a first-party game, but uh, since Microsoft has invested so much money on it, I expect we're going to hear something about it. Uh, and then, I, I forget the name of this game, similar to City Skylines, I think it's called Ara, if I'm 
correct me. Our uh, history untold is uh, more akin to civilizations. Okay, so we might, uh, I think it got delayed. It was supposed to come out last year. So yes. maybe we'll maybe we'll get a a new look of that game. Uh, we'll maybe get a new glimpse. Uh, then uh, you know I think we might hear something about Activision under Microsoft. What are our plans? Uh, maybe get some teaser announcements. Um, you know when we ex when we're expecting them to drop some of those games, or maybe. Maybe that could be the shadow drop. Just drop several Activision games the day of the event. Like, as the event is going on, maybe they'll drop some of those games into Game Pass. Um, but yeah, just uh, don't get carried away. Let, let them do their thing, and then we're going to see, we're going to find out this week. What happens? All right. All right. That's a fair comment, Grimes. Uh, yeah, actually, you brought up a couple of titles that I hadn't thought about in a while, like Aura, for example, and uh, even the Tim Schafer uh, Double Fine game you were talking of. We'll speak a little more about that in, in a sec. But, man, uh, just, you know, there's a lot. You know, I keep forgetting that Xbox has all these games cooking in the background. It's amazing. And then, uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what was that game? Um, uh, the zombie game. I, I'm, I'm completely blacking State out. State of Decay? Uh, yeah. We haven't heard anything about that game in, in what, like three, three, four years? Basically, yeah, since, uh, yeah, I guess it was summer announced. of 2020, yeah. And I don't think it holds us, it's not as big as something like uh, Perfect Dark or... Hellblade, so maybe they could throw it in in an in an event like this. Possibly, possibly. I mean, uh, you know, again, it's not going to be a well. We'll see, but it's probably not going to be a very big show. But uh, it would be interesting to see it there. Yeah, we haven't heard about it in a long time, like you said. Uh, let's see here. General MLD, I mean, I would love to know your thoughts on this. I mean, obviously, you know, there seems to be excitement, uh, some kind of hype for uh, this uh, rumored uh, January developer direct. Uh, what, do, what do you think? Think uh, we'll hear something uh, very soon about it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I personally thought it would be the end of the month, but hey, if it's sooner, hey, I'm all for that too. Um, especially if they do the Nintendo approach where they, they announce it and do it in the same week. Uh, keep the hype uh, consistently high. Uh, it was great PR last year, so I would hope they they recognize that and seek to repeat it. I feel like we'll get the usual suspects, uh, the, the, the pair of games that Bethesda always brings out, Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout 76. They'll give their year roadmap. It was already touched upon with Elder Scrolls there, how it's their 10th anniversary, which is amazing, by the way. I had no idea it's already been 10 years for that game. I feel like Bethesda might round it out with um, Fallout 4 next-gen update. We were supposed to get information on that last year, but we never did. So I feel like this might be the occasion to uh, do that and capitalize on, on the TV show coming up. And on that note, maybe even Fallout 3 Remaster. Uh, look at that. But that's just my own personal thing. I think Oblivion will be first. Oh, okay. Well, either uh, way. Because both were, both were, you know... Previously, we know from the, the court documents, but uh, mm. Oblivion was the one that was supposed to come out first. Right. 
Okay, I, I was just thinking based on the, on the TV show, but I, I guess Fallout 4 Next Gen Update will have to do then. Um, I, I think that'll be it for, for Bethesda there, personally, because there's only so much you can really do in, in an hour. But uh, I feel like we'll see more of what we already know about. So the obvious ones are Towerborn, uh, Fight Sim 2024. Um, if we're lucky, we'll see more about and Hellblade 2. Uh, R, R was also mentioned. Um, I think maybe even a Stalker 2 trailer may be a release date if they're, if they're confident. Because uh, it's supposed to be in Mar- Q1. So people yeah. are mostly thinking March. So I will see if they're confident enough to give a date on that. Um, I think ABK uh, will drop uh, their first batch of games onto Game Pass because I think they'll do it in steps. Like they'll do like, a, oh, here's some uh, 360 Call of Duty games. Oh, here's the prototype games. Here's the uh, Crash Bandicoot Spiral games. They're going to do this in bursts, like every batch, every couple or few months to keep uh, the PR uh, running uh, smoothly. So I think we might get a first glimpse of what's coming uh, there, there too. Uh, it, it's it's easy. It's it's just free PR. It's great. Uh, Double Fine. I, I'm kind of confident about that too. I, I saw. I kept up with the rumors on that because it's been a couple, uh, two and a half years since uh, Psychonauts 2. So I feel like they, they've been cooking for a while. I feel like they can at least reveal a trailer or, or something there. They started been... hiring for Kiln while Psychonauts was in development, by the way. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, because their games aren't graphically intensive either, so I wouldn't imagine a five-year dev cycle either for these kinds of games anyway. Um, Parmy thinks World's Edge might show something, like maybe like, even like Age of Mythology, something like that, so, like to appease the PC Game Pass crowd. But Don't overall, even get me started, Aura is PC Don't even only, get me so started. Like, that, would fill that, that one would fill that slot. Yeah, oh, I'm just saying all the different possibilities, really. I, I, hope, Aura, I hope Aura is delayed... Uh, to also give an Xbox Day One release because time and time again I've seen the community get mad when Gears Tactics yeah. Flight Simulator they all got PC first and Xbox version came later. I I really hope that that delay went to, towards that as well. Uh, yeah, even oh yeah, Age of Empires two, Age of Empires four. Yeah, Xbox has a little habit of of doing that lately. So I hope Ara changes that, but we'll see. If if, if if the PC version has to come out by itself, but it ends up being an amazing game then, eh, okay, whatever. If it comes out for Xbox end of 2024, um, as long as it's great, okay, whatever. I guess we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But overall, I'm expecting uh, a, a date, release dates, not for all games, but at least one or two, because we know release windows, we know release months or quarters, but not exact dates. So if they can, they, they can address that, which they did last January for a few games, I think I think will be good. But yeah, give us teasers, Drop, drop a couple surprise things like yeah, like ABK or Double Fine, and we'll we'll, we'll be happy. As far as the, any shadow drop or stealth drop goes, yeah, I'm, that could be anything. Uh, that that's anybody's guess. Hmm. All right, all right, good thoughts there, MLD. Good thoughts. Uh, next up, Shockley, Eric. I mean, I would love to know your thoughts. I mean, I think we all kind of liked uh, last year's show. It was. Uh, you know, small, a very small offering, but at the same time had some very interesting announcements, especially, again, nobody saw that uh, Shadow Drop coming. I mean, we had kind of heard stuff in the background, but still, very nice uh, little event. Uh, I don't know, what do you think? Uh, you agree with the guys? Think we'll hear something uh, soon about a new event? Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to 
at least I think that's what their in, intention would be like with the schedule. Have e, have E three or have their you know show they do around June um, for like the big heavy hit announcements stuff. We're not they haven't either announced or it's been so long, kind of like a perfect dark where we've never really seen any glimpse of it yet to keep those closer to the best at that stage. And then use this one at the beginning of the year to kind of highlight uh, stuff like that's planned to come out this year, like Avowed and Hellblade, stuff we've already seen recently gameplay of. Um, I wouldn't think Hellblade would would be at it since they did kind of do, unless they're going to do more of a deep dive and not just kind of like a Zozoril to like give us more information on it. but yeah, I think they're going to use that for, and they have so many studios now that they could easily, hey, what's a smaller, you know, project you're working on? Cool, we'll use that for, you know, big announcement to get our fan base, you know, hyped. We're dropping a game in Game Pass, like Shadow Drop, like they did. Yeah, I wouldn't, like um, someone else had mentioned, I wouldn't count on that going in, um, just because you're going to, that's a high expectation. <laughs> Um, like the other uh, companies don't really do that. Um, sometimes they'll do a shadow Nintendo drop. Does. Every yeah, they Nintendo they do does. it. Nintendo but... did it last year too with Metroid Prime. Yeah, but some of theirs aren't like a, like when was the last time did they did a shadow drop of like an original IP oh, that no, was like on a hi-fi rush? Yeah, they'll yeah, do it like, like hey, we're bringing more N64 games to our. Yeah. Or we're bringing in 60 or whatever. Yeah, they'll probably would just still be, a, uh, you know, somewhat a big announcement. I would say more so to their level would be like they announced GameCube games were coming to. Uh, um, I think that would likely to be happening, but stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't set up your expectation to expect that. Like every time they have one, of, even, even if they start to have one of these shows. Uh, every year around the same time to the point where you can basically count on it like their June show. Um, yeah, just I wouldn't count on the shadow drops. But, I mean, especially if they get any of those uh, basically Activision support devs that used to make games, <laughs> um, if they start peeling off a few of those, like they already have a ton of studios, so adding those to the fold. And, and you know, in a lot of times some of these studios are at least decent size enough that they might have a smaller team making, you know, another game. I'm, I'm sure with Tango, for example, uh, them working on Hi-Fi Rush, I'm sure that's probably not their, what their whole studio was working on. They probably have some other higher-end AAA stuff. Well, obviously, they have Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, but they probably even have other games in the works since that game had already, you know, released the year prior that they might have like early concept on early concepts on. So a lot of these uh, studios have multiple different smaller projects. If they're not like a coalition or three, four, three, where they're mainly focused on like one mega project at a time. Um, But yeah, hopefully get announcement here soon. And um, especially this is where they can highlight like more Game Pass announcements or stuff like we already know what's coming with uh, Persona uh, with the remake there um, and just any other partnerships 
um, that they have planned out through the year because that stuff you might as well get out and not hold in, until E3 because you want to keep sure make sure people are like not hey I'm just going to wait until a certain time to you know you want to make sure people like hey if something's just around the corner they'll probably just keep their subscription versus like hey I'm not expecting I'm only holding on to Game Pass for you know avowed and it's not going to come out until the end of the year so let me just cancel. Uh, let them know about the partnerships early on, especially if you have those sprinkled out throughout the year. So, which they should. But, but yeah, I'm definitely hyped to. Hopefully, that uh, part of the rumor was true. Um, so we hopefully hear something uh, sooner than later and um, see some cool stuff and announcements. And um, but yeah, definitely uh, looking forward to it. All right, all right. So far, lots of excitement from the guys. Thank you, Eric. All right, so Dots will hit you, hit you up next, and then Crusader will round us off. Uh, Dots, again, any thoughts? Any excitement for a possible developer direct uh, announcement sometime soon? Um, Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for the idea of a direct showing up. I, I do kind of find it hilarious that uh, I, I, I occasionally feel like there's more hype for announcements than the actual games like to be played themselves. I feel like we're kind of getting into an energy like that. Like, not maybe not us, like our like group here that we're talking with, but you know, there's a lot of people who spend more of their time uh, worrying about what's being announced and the games coming out than actually themselves picking up the games and playing them themselves. So it's 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 just a little side thought that's been going on in my head. But no, overall, I'm 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 hype. Um, I think you know. Xbox getting a direct style thing, like another direct style thing, like they did before. I think it will go over very well for um for the community for the the life cycle of the games. Obviously, with with something like Game Pass, I think that it's a little a little bit more like uh, powerful for them to do something like that because it allows for them to you know advertise and you know spread out because they have a lot of developers that put their uh content onto game pass now and so that's something for them to um you know to something to praise something to you know bolster up and i think that that's something to continue doing i mean yeah another shadow drop i mean i don't think that's a guarantee but i think that will be something um i i mean i will never say no to a shadow drop that's 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 hardly uh hardly a debate on that so but no, I'm uh, I'm very optimistic about. It. I don't, I don't. There's no downside from game and game announcements in any way, shape, or form. So that's uh, that's really all I got on that matter. All right, that's fair. Hey, short and sweet is fine. I mean, honestly, I guess we're all just kind of curious what uh, what tomorrow will bring, right? And uh, yeah, Crusader, why don't you round us off here? I mean. Like, again, sure. what are your thoughts on the matter? I want to take something back that I said. All right. It could be announced as late as Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> and I say that because when Nintendo does it, they announce it a day in between. So they're not, the event's not going to be on a Friday. I don't, I don't see a Friday. Friday's like dead news day, just like typical in the world. It's like yeah. y- you do things on Friday to evade... Uh, uh, marketing cycle because you you want news for both uh, the day you do something and the next day. So it's not going to be Friday. If it's Thursday, it could be announced as late as Tuesday. Um, 
if it's Mon or if it's Wednesday, it'll be announced tomorrow. Um, that being said, we've seen two styles of quote directs from Xbox now. We saw the developer direct last year, which fit this time slot, right? Which was completely, and I'm going to use the word first party, and I'm going to use the word first party correctly, even though there was external content from third party studios there. Second party terminology doesn't exist. It's a term we as gamers made up to describe rare. Um, it, was all, it, it was all stuff published by Microsoft last year, right? But then we also had that, uh, what was the, it was like the partner direct or something we had in November mm -hmm. where they did Metal Gear, where Metal Gear was there and there was a couple other cool games there. Mm -hmm. um, and that one was all third party. I actually think that this one's going to be a blend of first and third party. I think it's actually basically going to be a mini version of what they do in the summer, just shorter. Um, and the reason I say that is you, you look at what, um, what's coming like legitimately in just the first quarter with Xbox's partners. And you realize that they really have to, it's more than last year, right? And last year they did get a little bit of criticism for oh, not yeah. highlighting things like, uh, Black Myth Wukong and, or not, not Black Myth, was that, what was the, the Souls-like game from, I think it was Koei Takmel. It wasn't Black Myth Wukong. Wukong 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 yeah. Uh, Wolong and um, uh, what was the other game that launched in the first quarter? Uh, Atomic Heart, right? They didn't... And it, I don't want to say they caught flack, but it was one thing I noticed was they didn't advertise those as coming to their platform strongly enough, in my opinion, around the time that they were coming. And they have a couple big games that are coming to Game Pass in, like, the first two months. They have Persona 3 Reloaded, and they have... Um, there's another one, I can't think of what it is. Oh, oh, quarter one is supposed to have Stalker 2, according to a Stalker trailer from, I believe, November, right? So, at the very least, Stalker's probably only, if it's going to get delayed, it's probably not getting delayed more than a quarter. So you're still looking at, like, the first half of the year. I, I think that they show off some... I, I think this is more of a Game Pass Direct. Does that make sense? We had the third party direct, or the third party direct. We had the Xbox internal developer direct. I, I think this is going to be more of a Game Pass Direct where they're going to... It, it'll probably be mostly first party, but I, I think they will cover some uh, third party content that's coming, especially early in the year. Right? Right, right, um, yeah. Now, I thought Pal World was coming to Game Pass, but evidently it was never announced and I completely imagined that. However, Pal World is going to... For those of you who don't know what Pal World is, this is the game that Centurion was referencing earlier. Power World is Pokemon with guns and crafting. <laughs> That's going to be right? a fun one. It, and the first time I looked at it, I, I saw it. I thought it was like a cheap knockoff game. And it still kind of feels like a cheap knockoff game, but every trailer just looks so good and looks fun. Like, and visually somehow it looks significantly better than anything uh, Game Freak has put out in forever. But Since the sprite games. Yeah, since the sprite games. The sprite games to this day look incredible. But um, Power World is supposed to have... It's supposed to launch in January this year in Early Access. We, we know that. And it, it, it is an Xbox and PC game. Craftopia was launched into Game Pass. Um, I thought they announced Power World for Game Pass, but I can't find a reference to it anywhere online anymore. Um, but it's supposed to have its release date announced next week. 
which is the big reason why I actually do believe the direct is this week, right? That that, hmm. uh, and I say let next week. It was it's supposed to be announced this week, right? Like this this week we are going into starting tomorrow. The work week we're going into. So, with Power World being an like an Xbox partner game, it's shown up at a bunch of Xbox events. I think that we get the launch trailer for its early access this week at uh, Xbox's event. I, I think it only makes too much sense. And they launched, Pocket Pair launched Craftopia into Game Pass Day 1. I, I, I could see that, and this is the game that I think will actually be the, quote, shadow drop. It's not, it's not quite the same, right? We know it's supposed to be coming out in January of this year in early access, but it doesn't have a date, and I think... I think one of the big things Xbox is going to go for at all of its events from now on is something that you can play today after the event. And that doesn't necessarily mean a shadow drop. It could mean that, like, hey, uh, we brought all these cool games into Game Pass from, like, Sega or something like that, right? Correct. Like, um, a good example of that was when they, uh, at the Game Awards, like, two years ago, when Yakuza dropped in during the Game Awards and then a bunch more of them were coming later. I think they're going to focus on this concept of something that you can play after the show. And it doesn't necessarily mean a brand new game. It could even be like a new season launching or something like that. But I think they're going to want a brand that like, hey, come and watch this stuff and you're going to come away and there's going to be something you can play today. Right. And I think that's much more of a realistic thing to like to to expect because you can't go in expecting that they're going to do something like Hi-Fi Rush every year. I do expect that they will do it again at some point, not this year. But I, I think that that is something, again, when you have a subscription service like a Game Pass, you need to constantly kind of build excitement for it. And when you schedule like all of these games to come in like all the time to it, having some kind of third-party deal where it's like, oh yeah, Today, all of Assassin's Creed enters Game Pass. Like those are the kind of things that I'm going to start expecting from their shows, just because that's kind of how you market something like Game Pass, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I, I don't. I'm not expecting a Hi-Fi Rush again. It would be really cool. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but it uh, it's not something I'm expecting. I, I do think that ESO will ha will. I think they're gonna do the same thing they did last year, where. The direct happens first. ESO show immediately follows with a trail, like one minute trailer for whatever the new expansion is. Uh, Centurion, you think we're getting crossplay this year? Because that would be pretty sick. What for Elder Scrolls? Yeah, plenty oh, dude, of games I've... have added it in after the fact, like Warframe. Just I, added I, it. I, that's one of the things I, I will say I am confused about, and I guess you know, like, hey, let's be criticism of Xbox. I am confused about the crossplay situation with uh, uh, with um, Elder Scrolls Online. It Fall may have seventy six too. That too. Yeah. Um, I also think it's weird that you can't uh, your character cannot migrate between European yep. and North American servers. Like I have friends in in the UK that want to play with me, but I can't. I'd have to make a new character to either go in with them or vice versa. Uh, that's and, a very MMO thing that a lot of MMOs have had to grow out of. Like. Dots, correct me if I'm wrong. Final Fantasy XIV still kind of has that problem. It it does. It's yeah. slowly mitigating it, but at the same time, I think they took a... Them and WoW have, like, one of those... If you want to transfer your character to a completely different world server, you have to pay money. Yeah. Uh, see, there's uh, even that, but I at least have the good fortune of knowing 
what Elder Scrolls looked like before the one Tamriel expansion, before they overhauled the game. Right. All the all the zones had like level caps to them and stuff like yep. that. The one Tamriel expansion was a night and day difference on opening that game up. But the big thing I think people should be allowed to do is transfer their damn accounts from PlayStation to Xbox or PC. Yep. At, le at least be able to transfer their accounts from pla from a different platform, kind of like what Destiny cross did. Or yeah, cross-save. Cross but that the, I, I, I know one of the reasons why they do it is because they... So it's not like... So when you buy an expansion for Elder Scrolls Online, it is not DLC. You are buying pretty much... You're buying access to the area, but it's account-bound. So yeah, that, yep. if I if I buy that expansion, my, if my wife was to go play Elder Scrolls right now, she would have access to nothing I have purchased right. over the years because it's all account bound. I, yeah, and that's Destiny where I, is similar to that. Um, it it a lot of the purchases are bound explicitly to your account, and so like in Destiny, all the expansions, right? If you buy them on one platform, you can still cross save, but you don't get access. Yeah, and I I really do wish they would at least do. And I don't even want to say cross save, but at least say, hey, pay five bucks and we'll transfer, transfer your, your account, character, your character to a different platform of your choosing. Um, I, because I know a lot of people that have their accounts stuck on PlayStation that would like to come to Xbox or what, what have you. And it, it actually happens to be a, be a very big gripe in the Elder Scrolls community about people that have fallen out of love of where they started playing the game and have a yep. new place and they would like to play it, but there's no way to transfer your yep. character. Yeah, like Warframe had that problem for a long time. They're finally now letting you transfer all of your saves across all the platforms. I know they're having technical problems with it, but like... You know they're 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 moving towards it, um, but yeah, ESO 100% will be there. I think Fallout 76 100% will be there. And people, I, I constantly see people going like, "Why are these things there?" And I'm like, "Because they don't leave Steam's top 100. They're huge money makers. They're yes, not quite they the are, money yeah. maker that like Call of Duty is, but like they're like they're they make so money. in the green in terms of like how much money they bring in that it would be." nonsense to not advertise them because we live in this new world order of some games are ongoing and there are some very popular ongoing ones for, go look um, at the financials for elder scrolls online when it first yeah. came out yeah and look at their budget now yeah. and look at the revenue that they rake in and it'd be like yeah, yeah. no wonder they keep throwing money at that yeah. <laughs> um we should be happy xbox has successful live service games yes like, they, yeah, they, have, that, they have a that ton of true. them uh sea of thieves which sea of thieves is actually a great example of a game where they kind of keep reusing the map but that's because it keeps going uh we were talking about that earlier and i thought about mm. that and it's like sea of thieves like the live service model is kind of that reuse of assets so instead of moving on from a game you keep building up a game um and rare has that with sea of thieves uh Bethesda has that with Fallout 76. Um, it's just that instead of it being a separate title, it's expansions or uh, battle passes or shit that you buy. Um, but uh, I, I think the last thing I want to say is a lot of people are saying, oh yeah, Activision Blizzard stuff, right? I'm going to say it flat out. If, Acti if they don't address something about Activision Blizzard, people will be mad. <laughs> like, they they said that we'd start hearing about stuff in the new year, and we've been waiting for this to close for two years. They're going to have a shitstorm if they don't address something about Call of Duty, 
or stuff coming to, to Game Pass, right? I fully expect that even if my Power World prediction is wrong, that there will be something that you can play after the event, maybe maybe a day or two, but there'll be something. Activision Blizzard. We will also probably see the Vessel of Hatred expansion for Diablo 4. Because that's supposed to come out next summer or fall. Or this summer or fall, sorry. I'm, I'm not in the 2024 mindset yet. Because right. um, Diablo is supposed to get an expansion this year. Mephisto-themed. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of Xbox stuff happening this year. Like, oh, there's a lot of releases. Um, and yeah, the, the event's going to be focused totally on 2024. I think it's actually going to be primarily focused on the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that would make sense. But it's going to be 2024. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that would make sense to, uh, you know, again, bringing in the new year and uh, just kind of laying out the kind of uh, framework for at least, you know, the first four months, five months, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um... All right, guys. I mean, I think we've covered all that we really can without any more details regarding this uh, rumored direct. It seems like it's going to be a thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, just keep your hopes in check, and we'll see in the coming uh, days what happens. Either way, yeah, you know, looking forward. You know, uh, got to love these directs that they do. I know I'm excited. All right, guys in chat, everybody tuning in. Hey, again, it's great to have you here. Smash that like button and share with the show if you haven't done so already. Awesome, awesome conversations going on. Okay, guys, I think we'll move on to our last bit of news. And, um, you know, we've been, uh, there's been like a bit of an interesting rumor going around that's been causing, well, a bit of a stir specifically in the Xbox spaces. Uh, the rumors cons- insists that an acclaimed Xbox title will be making its way to competing platforms. Coming from the Nate the Hate podcast, uh, not so much naming the title, the game itself, but saying that it was uh, in the Game of the Year conversations. Now, that only leaves so many options, obviously. Um, Dots, I'll kick this off with you. Uh, what do you make of this? Do you think Xbox would bring one of their, you know, assuming, you know, like one of their more more highly um, thought of titles over the past year to competing platforms? Um, I think they would on the sheer fact that Microsoft has really been pushing the, you know, gamers, gaming is for gamers and we that they're they're really trying to spread out that you know we are not trying to limit the player base to a specific console i mean obviously they're the xbox console is great they've been pushing the pc extremely hard throwing a lot of their games even on steam as well um but you know there's an xbox app on on your switch and you know they they they've mentioned before their you know desire to expand to switch players while you know so you know i think a game like hi-fi rush for example i think that fits on the switch pretty well like that style of game is definitely like something that i could see picking up on a switch console and you know playing on a on a train or on a bus or in an aircraft airplane or whatever so um no i think uh this is completely within um, Microsoft Xboxes, like in their playbook. I think that throwing something, you know, 
like a hi-fi rush or you know any of their other uh, acclaimed games onto other consoles like that that that's right in their mo that is something they want to do they want to reach they want to reach out to as many gamers as possible even if it's not on the xbox console and make make a add to the community that way and that and it and while it might get some lashback from people i think i think that the the mo is is there i think that it's it's a great plan and they they lose nothing out of it um especially you know a shadow drop game hi-fi rush critically acclaimed amazing game and you know they 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 filled their budget for it after a year and well over their budget for it after a year and you know just saying hey let's let's throw this on the switch that's that's just that's just icing on top of the cake that already had icing on it so it's i think mm-hmm. i think it's it's well within their it's well within their their plans and i think it's a it's a great idea to keep on putting games like that onto other consoles you know let the playstation players have it let the switch players have it you know people are going to bellyache about xbox and microsoft all they want but when you know they're putting out great games and great content and people are playing it regardless of console that's a win that's a win for team green so all right. Yeah, just in case you guys don't know, uh, like some more insiders have come out suggesting that, yeah, it is Hi-Fi Rush. Is that is the supposed acclaimed game. And that the leaked platform would be uh, the Switch. So not PlayStation, but the Switch, yeah. Jazz took it a little further, actually. Oh, is that right? Jazz said that from a very trusted source of his that um, it was in his article on the matter from a very trusted source of his that they're investigating bringing their back catalog to other platforms. Back catalog is... That is all that he had. Their back catalog. I mean, that suggests a lot. <laughs> it does. Um, wow. Uh... That they're investigating at least portions of their back catalog. I should say not not the entire thing but portions of it to uh to release on other platforms huh that would be interesting um wow he 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 wrote a rather scathing uh um both uh article and uh uh <laughs> to, uh a series of tweets okay i i i'll admit i haven't seen those per se um yeah. But I can just imagine, um, I mean, there must be some, you know, like a little bit of confusion there. So, uh, And like, this comes back to like, why does everyone question why Blade is going on all the platforms? Well, it's because shit like this, <laughs> shit like this gets, uh, you know, rumored and it's credible because of their history with Ori and things like that. Hmm. I suppose so. I mean, I, I mean, again, this it like, I mean, this is just a rumor in itself. But at the same time, Jez does have his sources, right? Hey, so. Um, um, just kind of like with Ori, but we've heard it out of Thomas Muller personally, uh, Invader, mm-hmm. that it was actually the developer that wanted to put it on, uh, that wanted to put it on Nintendo. Sure, but Microsoft did it, <laughs> like, I because we I'm... also we have a direct tweet from from their social media account that says it is Microsoft's explicit decision whether or not it gets put places when they were asking if exactly, it would come to PlayStation. That's where, 
but Microsoft isn't a company full of assholes that just basically say, no, we own you. They actually allowed the developer to actually sure. do what, do with their IP that they wanted to. Like we're like, I mean, we see right now ruling with an iron fist when it comes to Bungie. And I'm just curious on how much autonomy that they're going to have left. They, but Xbox they also did with Dusk Falls recently too. Microsoft. I'm just saying Xbox seems hmm. to be very flexible and very respectful to the developers that go out of their way to craft them games and they don't like treat them like third world like property yeah that's actually you do have a point there uh crusader though because we did see that uh what was it like a korean rating or something for as dusk falls no it was announced it was announced at the game awards it was i can't even playstation yeah i can't even remember to be honest it was 100 it wasn't a trailer for it that the person who the the developers of the game were presenters they were presenting the uh the award they won last year and they announced it while they were presenting I totally forgot about. Th oh wow! It was just it's a it was good game, by the way. If you guys and I believe it's also it. getting a physical edition on PlayStation, and it didn't get one. Yeah, I played yeah, it. I remember PlayStation fans bragging, and I'm like, "Isn't this the same game you guys were relentlessly mocking in yeah. 2022?" But okay. Like, um, it's <laughs> silliness. Yeah. But like this, this is why people question Xbox and not PlayStation, because this yeah, happens with Xbox. Right? Yeah, I see your point. It, it's 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 not. That's why I don't like the the whole like. Would they write articles about this with PlayStation? It's like, why well, with PlayStation? Like, if they're gonna do it, they'll announce it almost immediately, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. And with with them now though, it's everything is like, when is it coming to PC? Like they have the same kind of thing, right? But it's always like, when's this game gonna launch on PC? When's this game gonna launch on PC now for them? Um, mm -hmm. like yeah. God of War when's it going to launch on PC we know it will first one's there mm -hmm. well again PC's uh, a different kettle of fish in comparison to again to competing right it is it, it totally is that being said though I mean they're all kind of interested in like the same plan except for maybe Nintendo where again like expanding like it's more of an ecosystem thing in comparison to just being like console that's it pc that's it uh it's just a, it just seems to be more about game pass and ecosystem really uh century and you agree with me that the next uh mmo from zenimac online is going to be multi-platform i think so but that's just yeah. because it has to do with it, how mmos work it, and it comes yep. to a financial situation it's not a fanboy yep. thing yep and, and so that's why they're going to get these questions right because xbox is making these moves. and i don't think that that's necessarily an awful thing right? Uh, it's just that Microsoft does need to message 100% better what is going to happen with games so that people are clear as to like, why, like, do I need to get this on my Xbox or should I wait? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I, I think that's, that's a fair thing for us to say to Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say that, I mean, I did say close, I, I saw quite a few Xbox guys, uh, more of the, the more high profile ones put out, uh, some pretty um, long and interesting statements with regards to um, this, again, this rumor swirling. And Full Pearls was great. Yeah, I saw his. His was actually very well thought out. Um, and again, it, it has to do with messaging. Like you said, Crusader, it all comes down to that. Um, because I guess it kind of just kind of catches, again, the you know Xbox fans by surprise, I should say. I mean, maybe not the one so much more in the know, but at the same time, 
you know, I mean, uh, you know, we support these games and, uh, you know, we thought that, you know, exclusive means exclusive, correct? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just a very interesting on that front. Uh, Grimes, I mean, why don't you chime in here? What are your thoughts on uh, the latest rumor about, again, let's say Hi-Fi Rush going multi-platform? Okay, so I'm going to get some hate here. But so what if Microsoft starts releasing games on Nintendo? For oh, thank God. I'm not the only freaking person I, I, that actually has, has no freaking feelings in the situation. I, I, I agree 95% with that statement. There's like 5%. I mean, I'll, I'll chime in that 5%. But like 95%, I mean, 100% with you. Yeah, I'm just it, saying so because I don't want Grimes to feel alone. He's going to get hate. I mean, like, yeah, no, I'm smacking, no. I'm giving you a smack on the metaphor, metaphorical yeah. back right now, dude. Like, thank you for saying it. I mean, everyone, and like with me, you guys, I've said it multiple times on this that I don't care if the game yeah. is exclusive or not. Like, it's, it's, it's not a big deal at all. It's a good move, like you guys have mentioned before. Uh, and I've talked about this, but when talking about my favorite game of 2023, Forza Motorsport. Microsoft wants your average gamer playing their games. Uh, I know plenty of uh, people that play on Switch that wouldn't consider themselves gamers, but yeah, but they love playing on the Switch. Then there is a Microsoft mobile store. They're going to attract even more users that way. Uh, but either way, Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, uh psychonauts 2 are great games that would be perfect for the switch um uh you know for psychonauts 2 i don't know uh, already on playstation yeah i I don't know if it's gonna work on the switch one but i don't know if it can handle it but it will 100 percent would be good for the switch to um I know I've mentioned how much I love Tim Schafer. Uh, great mind. I mean, he's been there since like Monkey Island back in the day. Um, and he was my, uh, you know, uh, I mean, like, hi- I love Hi Fi Rush. I loved Psychonauts 2. Psychonauts 2 was my uh, 2021 game of the year and would love more people to get their hands on. Uh, um, my, and you guys did say that Windows isn't really the same competition as releasing your games on different platforms, but I disagree. It is very similar to Sony's strategy of, of releasing games to Windows. They don't oh, release you, the, So oh, that, that, they, they, that's, that's the whole reason why that they're also releasing on PC, because it doesn't directly compete with the yeah. console. I think that's yeah. what we were trying to say, is that the, the, the PC market isn't the overlap between them and consoles isn't as high. Well, no, I mean, you're, you're 100% right. Yeah, you're right. But, uh, you know, just like uh, Sony doesn't release on day one, I would imagine Microsoft will do the same. They're not going to release. They're going to release first on, on Xbox and Windows, and then several months later, or maybe a year later, that's when all those games would be hitting other platforms. So it's not going to affect any of us. We're going to get the games first. Um, also, you know, like Microsoft and Nintendo have a really good uh, uh, thing going on right now. 
So why not just continue that partnership by releasing some of those games? And who knows, maybe down the line, Nintendo could be nice to to Microsoft with some of our properties. You never know what's gonna what um, regulators are gonna force upon uh, companies like Microsoft, Nintendo, and PlayStation. We've meant we've talked about this before, but maybe they'll force an open market and. We don't even know if in eight, ten years' time we're gonna have consoles. It could be just a bunch of stores on on devices. Um, the here's another angle uh, and my final thought about this. Uh, if you're looking into acquiring more studios and publisher in the near future, what's one way to appease regulators? You released all your content on more platforms. And we, we know Microsoft isn't done. So that one that's one reason why could be, they could be doing it. Obviously, money as well. Uh, but yeah, you know, that, that could easily appease regulators. You know, next time, you know, if the FTC or CMA are trying to block it, Microsoft could say, well, our our games are releasing on every platform, so what you know, and why are you blo- trying to block us? But I don't know what you guys think, but I I think that could be one reason why could they, they could be doing it. That's that's fair. I hadn't actually considered that. Mm-hmm. I think that they're just looking and they want to the they they I think the higher ups at Microsoft outside of uh the Xbox division want to start uh, maximizing how much the their software nets them because Microsoft notoriously doesn't really lock anything down. Yeah. Like, Office is everywhere. Why? Because they make the best damn uh, word processing suite it, that exists. And so they sell it on everything. Right. Yeah. I, I think they want that same concept. I, like, oh. the, the executives at Microsoft want that same concept developing in games um i do think that that because they don't have the market share with the hardware yet that that is a very risky move to make even with minor stuff because they don't have as big a portfolio of existing released content as nintendo and uh playstation do they just don't right I think that um, in the FTC court docs, it was like 10 to 1 uh, exclusive content on the PlayStation to the Xbox, right? And so that's where I'm kind of like, that's where the 5% of me is like, okay, like I don't really care that you're going to sell this on Nintendo, but I need assurances that you're hard, that this isn't going to backfire and it's not going to kill your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or, you know, uh, one thing, last thing I'll mention, Jess Corden mentioned this, I think, last week. But what if Microsoft just puts the, the first game on uh, on every other platform and then the sequel, uh, it's an Xbox exclusive? I know it's not going to happen, but that's something he mentioned. Hmm. That is interesting. I just, like, yeah. with Hi-Fi, I don't think that's a strong enough case. Mm-hmm. Um... And with Halo, you're going too far in the opposite direction. You'd be too risky with like a 
4 franchise. So, like, what games can they really do that with? Uh, Bethesda and Activision. Well, so, like, Bethesda's games, it would have to be a brand new IP because all the other IPs are already there. Same with Activision. So, like, that's where it's, like, there's nothing in their back catalog that, at least in my opinion, that maybe they could do it with the Fable games. Hmm. Like, maybe, right? But I would hope that if they're porting those to the other platform, get upgraded on Xbox 2 at the same time. Mm-hmm. That would because be that nice. would kind of suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's just like, I don't know. Like, they could technically do that with Ori. Um, but again, like, even though Ori and Hi-Fi are such small games... They are so unique and so good that once you have a larger stable of killer first-party exclusive, um, like, large AAA games that the casuals are coming in for, you can start to attract the more enfranchised that aren't on your system, too, with some of those, like, quote, we, we, we call them hidden gems, like, a lot, and I, I hate that term, but, like, Ori and Hi-Fi, and I, I'll even say, uh, watch them, the, the game Crytek made that was a launch title for the Xbox One. Rise. Those kind of oh. hidden gems that, like, are on the platform, but aren't hugely spoken about by the masses. Like, you, you use those to attract a certain subset of people, too. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm just like, is it going to be a risk for their hardware and store to do this, which would then directly impact me? And that's why I say there's five percent of me that's a little concerned with, with with this. If that if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, let's get some more thoughts here. Shockley, buddy, I mean, I would love to know your thoughts. Um, again, seeing one of the more acclaimed titles from the year, uh, like Hi-Fi Rush going to, let's say, the Switch. I don't know, do, do you do you see this rumor to be likely true, or do you just kind of pan it as, eh, not really? Now, was the rumor exactly Hi-Fi Rush, or...? Originally, it wasn't. Now it looks like, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, no, okay. yeah. Nate, Nate the Hate didn't want to say the name of mm-hmm. the game. Right. And then a couple other mm-hmm. people chimed in, and people were like, it's probably Hi-Fi Rush. And the guy was like, yeah, it probably is Hi-Fi Rush. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, so. that, that would probably make sense. I could see it going to, like, the Switch, but I wouldn't think they'd put it on the PS, PS5. Um, I think, especially after... What went down this past summer? Mm-hmm. I think if, I mean, they didn't even put Ori on there after they did the switch. Um, I think Cuphead only because it wasn't technically first party, um, and they kind of let them do what they wanted to do with their IP. Um, but yeah, I could see more of that kind of ilk of like Ori. Obviously, stuff that can run on the switch, um, so it's going to be probably limited to that. You know, I'm sure they could put pentiment or some other games along those lines um i I would it would be interesting if they if they got a sea of thieves on there i feel like that would be like a big one if if that would run 
sure it would, but um, that be seem that seems like a perfect game for that. I mean, it already kind of blew up on like PC, and it has kind of like a pretty big following uh, now since it you know the early early days. Um, but yeah, that that seems like a game that would fit that perfectly. Um, there's plenty of, <laughs> I mean, I've been, had enjoyed my time with it. The you know few times I've kind of messed around. I've always said it's better when you're playing with uh, people from the UK because it kind of just fits the whole uh, <laughs> uh, the whole like theme. It was like, oh, this feels like a way better game when you play from people <laughs> with British accents. Um, just kind of kind of goes with the whole rest of the theme, enhances it. <laughs> so I do recommend that. But uh, um, but yeah, I could see that that as well going there. Uh, I wonder if they'd ever put like a rare replay on there, like that would blow up. Um, but I think that would be almost like too big of a like thing to let Nintendo have without something in return. Um, Higher Five Rush is one thing, but yeah, if they <laughs> if they let the whole rare replay go over there, that would be. Uh, I think you'd have to have like a trade off <laughs> of like, hey, cool, we'll we'll give you those games, but you have to give us. Some uh, N64, <laughs> you know, gems or something to kind of cross over or something. I don't, so I don't think that one would ever happen, but that would be interesting. So, um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be um, something like big or massive, obviously, because Switch is already limited in that sense. But yeah, we'll see. I'm sure a lot of these games kind of like High Rush, and as we go along with the uh, whatever the Switch Pro or Switch 2 is. Um, I'm sure that will, when they're developing even more games, they'll keep kind of using this as another platform since it's not, they are kind of a direct competitor, but not, you know, in a sense, um, just cause it's not competing. Like Xbox already has a ton of exclusives just from third parties that the switch will never touch, you know, they'll never touch, you know, probably Resident Evil, <laughs> uh, four remake or, you know, stuff like that. So. Um, it's not eating a lot of their big third parties. It's more them with Sony. Like, hey, you want to play Elden Ring? Well, guess where you're not playing? <laughs> you know that they're not competing um, for th- some of those third party dollar or third party platform dollars uh, with Switch. So, um, but yeah, it, it'd be cool if they put Hi-Fi Rush. Definitely needs to get more uh, praise. But I feel like they shouldn't. They should let it. Uh, simmer, you know, let it simmer a little bit longer. I think one year is not maybe enough exclusive, you know, to exclusive standpoint. Obviously, Ori, I think uh, Ori one had been a while, but that, I think that was just because the first game. So obviously, it was, and that was kind of in between the whole time when they were deciding to do the whole Game Pass thing. Uh, was Ori two um, or Will of the Wisp? Uh, did did that go to the Switch like within a year? Or just uh, add a year? I don't know if it went you. that soon, but... Two at the most, I'd say. Okay. But, yeah. feel like they should let it, like... You know, <laughs> simmer a little bit longer, but... But, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. So, it was... So, it released in March... Uh, March 11th of 2020. And hit the Switch in September of 2020. Oh, interesting. 
Um, and then the Xbox Series X version came out in November of 2020, which, like, that's not them prioritizing the Switch over the Xbox. It's literally the day the Xbox Series X launched. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little soon, but... Uh, yeah. And again, I think it's because they put the first one on there and everyone expected the second one, so they just did oh, the second yeah. one. It's six months. All right. Hmm. Yeah, that is... Well, that turnaround is interesting. Uh, let's see. I want to get to some more voices here. General MLD, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Again, nothing is confirmed here, guys, but there is evidence that something could be possibly happening. But yeah, uh, MLD, please give your thoughts. Okay, well, assuming it is Hi-Fi Rush uh, on, on the Switch, um, I have no problem with that whatsoever. Um, Xbox and Nintendo, they're, they're buddy-buddy. You know, Banjo on the on Smash, GoldenEye went there. Like the writing's on the wall. They're 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 being friendly with each other. And as an Xbox fan here, in case anybody wasn't paying attention, the rivalry is Xbox and PlayStation, not Xbox and Nintendo. They can put whatever they want on Nintendo. I don't care because that's not there's no beef. I don't care. But because uh, again, like it was mentioned before, third parties. Uh, the majority of games on Xbox just aren't capable uh running of running on the switch so so there's that but i've like there's i've established that there's a uh a clear hierarchy um a lot of gamers uh see this but many also don't small games go multiply eventually so ori as dusk falls single player games are exclusive like the the bigger ones like the double a triple a like starfield avowed hellblade 2 etc the large games and the big communities are mandatory multiplat. So COD, Minecraft, any MMO. So if that includes the the new Zenimax game, if that's multiplat also on PlayStation, I get it because hey, that's that's how MMOs work. You need people day one. I get it. So Hi-Fi fits the bill as as the first category. It's it's more of a smaller title. Like the art style looks great, but it's also not budget intensive. So they could you know, a smaller team could make a game like Hi-Fi Rush. And it looks like, yeah, the Switch could run it to a degree. I mean, if the Switch can run Doom Eternal somehow, then I think Hi-Fi is uh, is also a good candidate. So... In tech uh, is magic? Yeah, right. <laughs> it looks <laughs> terrible up close, but it's on it. So I feel like it, it, Hi-Fi Rush would look much more authentic if you put that Xbox version beside a Switch version because of the stylized graphics now so again i'm fine with this but i, th I feel like there there is a justification to be upset or frustrated if if it were to go to playstation and I'll, I'll tell you why because i get xbox strategy xbox ecosystem uh i i'm i've been behind this since the very beginning you want xbox to succeed in a outside the box kind of way you go over where you can i get it but phil spencer has also said quotes where you do need some exclusive content at least console exclusive content to drive people to your platform because it, it, it's the exclusives draw you in and then you you subscribe to game pass you you buy more third-party games and the like smaller games like ori or hi-fi rush that it doesn't really those aren't really system sellers i mean they're great games i played both of those games but if they want multiply it's not really the end of the world it's not like say avowed going multi-plat day one, you know? Because, again, smaller budget, smaller games, smaller teams. So, you don't want to give off the impression that PlayStation gamers 
are treated the exact same as you know the 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 loyal Xbox gamers that have been with you through through the dark years of the Xbox One or or whatever like like that, right? You need to give like if Sony and Nintendo they they give their their fans their devoted fans the first class treatment. They have their own first party exclusives. Xbox doesn't want to send mixed signals. Uh, they don't want to be the sole brand that treats everybody on the same field. I mean, in the sense they are doing that, yes. But again, you do need some exclusive content that rewards your own personal uh, customers first. So Xbox, they need to be careful to read the room. Now, on that note, that I, I, didn't, I never heard this rumor until you guys mentioned it, how... There, what the back catalog or some of it that, might be yeah, Jez, that was from today. Jez wrote an article that okay. from a trusted source um, hmm. that they're they're looking at porting some of their back catalog to more platforms. Now, if that's like 360 games on the Switch, again, hey, no problem. If you can get like 100,000 units sold on the Switch or Fable 2 or whatever, hey, why not? Okay, these are games that uh, have have been long past their prime. These games aren't selling millions of copies in 2024. I get it. But then again, again, Xbox and PlayStation, that's where the, the main comp- competition's at. I don't like the idea of, say, Gears of War 1 or the Fable Trilogy going to PlayStation, but we don't see games like Uncharted 1 or, you know, anything in return. It, it would look very one-sided. And it shows, yeah, it, it wouldn't be a good look. So I recommend Xbox picks and chooses. Again, Nintendo's is the safe bet. Keep feeding them content. You get sales in return. Nintendo is more willing to work with you in the future. That's fine. But if you're going to put things on PlayStation, it better be a big game like Call of Duty or Minecraft or an, or an MMO. Otherwise, it just looks like you're treating their gamers the, the, with the exact same uh, priority as your own. And that's not a good luck. So they, they better be careful. All right. All right. Well said there, uh, General MLD. Uh, let's see. Now, Centurion, have you? I'm not sure if you've had a chance to say anything. Um, again, what? No, what everybody, every, I haven't pissed mm. off anybody yet, so I haven't said anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pal. Please uh, your round silence up. Silence angers me. Please round out, round out the crew uh, with your thoughts on uh, the topic. Uh, again, the uh, again the rumor here that uh, one of these games uh, from the past year, possibly Hi-Fi Rush, will be uh, making its way to the Switch. Okay, so I'm not a fanboy. I only play one on YouTube every now and then, and it's actually a gag. <laughs> and that, that is where let me at least put. And I'm not trying to label anybody i am just more likely just trying to tell my own story here so at the job i'm at right now i've worked for him for 17 years i have a huge amount of responsibility and at the beginning of the pandemic they told me that they needed me to do something to help keep the business alive because a good portion of their business was crippled because a lot of factories got shut down during that time Before I did what I did, they were very uber competitive. They didn't want to sell products to other competitors because why do you want to help your competition succeed? Um, I totally understand that argument um, because I happen to be 
a huge uh, proponent of wrestling. I loved watching the Monday Night Wars and watching Vince McMahon want to crush WCW and squeeze the life out of his competition, as he put it. You know, it was fun to watch. But there's a point where you get so damn big that you have to start embracing different ways of creating revenue. Um, and that's where now in my job, I actually have our competitors coming to me to buy stuff because we've gotten so damn big that I actually have a very large share of marketing buying power, market buying power. And I actually have products that are extremely hard to find right now because my distributors would rather sell to me because I'm a guaranteed sell versus these guys that are very iffy. Um, and so therefore over the years, I have gotten it to where the people I work for are very comfortable with their competitors walking through the door, wanting to strike a deal to buy stuff because I'm like, Hey, the more we buy, the easier it is for us to get a hold of stuff and the better deal we get. The whole reason why I'm bringing this up is because you know, let's just look at, you know, the writing on the wall. PlayStation, exclusives matter over here. It's our little sacred garden. They have already shown signs of extreme financial strife because of the ballooning budgets for some of these very well-done games. But if we look at some of the budget costs for some of these games, they're asininely expensive. And we've seen the numbers. You know, everybody makes jokes that nobody buys games on Xbox. Well, guess what? Nobody buys games on PlayStation either, apparently, because um, some of these games have not hit sales goals. Uh, it's extremely hard for them to recover revenue in a very short amount of time because of the budgets got too high. Um, play, that's why PlayStation is trying new things with games as a service and they're hiking the prices on their games and all this other stuff because they're trying to find ways, ways of creating revenue to stop this ballooning issue. But that's where Xbox has figured out how to stop this ballooning issue. And it's the one exclusive that everybody discounts that PlayStation is willing to not do. And that's Game Pass, putting games day and date into a service. As a matter of fact, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Crusader. Didn't the article say that Xbox put like $9,000 worth of games into Game Pass in 2023 alone? I thought it was 20000 Sorry, twenty. Well, shit. At least I was trying to like be conservative I, 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 there. But... I thought it was twenty thousand, but nine thousand. But, but look, but Large. let's look at that. But either way, nine thousand, twenty thousand. Hey, guess what? I I don't know about you guys, but I sure as hell don't got nine grand to spend on video games. But, um, at any rate, where I'm going with this is, Game Pass is a machine. Oh, it was nine thousand. You're right. Oh, it wasn't you're right. okay. You're, you're so. Right. Game Pass is a machine. It's a very hungry monster. Everybody wants to say that it's unsustainable. It's actually very sustainable, especially if you change the direction of about how you are wanting to go about creating revenue. And that's one thing like, yeah, so what? Hi-Fi Rush goes on to Nintendo. We got to play that for $15. Where Nintendo, it ain't going into some, some subscription service. That game is going to be easily... Anywhere from forty to sixty dollars. It'd be thirty. That's what it launched out on Steam. Okay, so there you go, thirty bucks. Um, but that's where, no matter where these games end up, there's going to be a much larger price tag behind that game than what we all paid. And that's where I stand by. So what if these games end up going to other platforms? I am in agreement with uh, General MLD. 
Uh, it does not mean every game because there is there is games out there that the Switch cannot play. We know that Xbox does not get along with PlayStation as basic as uh, as everybody wants them to. I don't really see them putting stuff on PlayStation, but I do see them being fle very flexible uh, because they're wanting to kind of work around PlayStation and, and encroach on them. They want my, they want PlayStation to feel their damn presence. That's for sure. And at any rate, I don't care where these games end up. I don't care who's playing them because at the end of the day, all that revenue is going to go back to strengthen the machine, the monster, the power of Game Pass, and the fact that technically Xbox is still the most pro-consumer, affordable gaming console ecosystem on the market and that they actually need to find ways of creating revenue without per treating their actual c consumers, customers like a walking ATM like PlayStation does. They are willing to outsource those games to other uh, other platforms and let the ATMs exist over there for them to bring in more revenue to benefit me as an Xbox gamer. And I don't have to worry about things like ballooning ballooning budgets for game development and all this other stuff because xbox has a way of creating other sources of revenue without having to go down these these roads of like the sacred garden and exclusive this and exclusive that um to uh, that basically creates a little bit of issues uh because as we can see now when you try to hold on to that ideal for too long eventually it's going to create a situation that we're starting to see unfold uh, with uh, with PlayStation, and that's why I have no problem with Xbox creating uh, better sources of revenue for themselves because it basically keeps them out of my own damn pocket. Mm hmm. Yeah, truth, truth. Yeah, well said there, Centurion. Uh, guys, anything else to add to this uh, before we start uh, uh, heading out here? Yes, no? All right. Well, I mean, again, guys, it's still just a rumor, although there does seem to be some teeth to this. I, I'm assuming we will hear very soon whether or not uh, this is real. But uh, again, I mean, it does make you wonder, again, what else could possibly happen. But again, time will tell, right? Time will tell. Um. Okay, guys, I think that about does it for this one. And whew. Wow, lots and lots of stuff uh, that we went over tonight from Insomniac's uh, Hacks and Leak, uh, a new Xbox developer direct seemingly in the works, and rumors of an Xbox game going to other consoles. Now, I know I hope everyone tuning in enjoyed the chat tonight, and if you did, then please consider dropping a like, sharing out the show, and of course, subbing over to the channel, as we would love to have you stay here. Now, moving over to the panel outros, starting out with Grimes. Grimes, buddy, hey, I thought you had a really awesome show tonight. Where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, FakeMayhemOG. And uh, lo loved everyone's uh, opinions on all the topics we discussed today. All right, all right. Next up, Eric Shockley. Hey, bud, again, great seeing you here. And uh, again, I thought you had some really, really great takes. Where can everybody find you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. But yeah, good topics today. Uh, good to be back after the uh, holiday break and 
Uh, but enjoy the night. Indeed. Moving on over to General MLD. General, hey, awesome stuff tonight. Where can everybody find you at? Yeah, you guys can find me at MLD Ghost on X, Twitter, whatever. And but you know, it was great to be back. Happy New Year to everybody, and back to the normal. And always fun chatting with you guys. Yeah, it's always fun, you know, chatting games, news, rumors, all that fun stuff, right? All that fun stuff. Over on to the Crusader. Crusader, hey, I thought you again. I thought you had a really wonderful show as well. Where can uh, all these wonderful people tuning in find you? Yeah, you can find me at Crusader3456 on most social media. Um, yeah, and you'll see me doing uh, coverage of the show that we are going to hopefully get soon. I will try to make sure everyone is aware as soon as Look at Xbox or socials at 9 o'clock EST every day. Sorry, Centra, and you'll be asleep. <laughs> Maybe. What, what did you, what about me being asleep? What? Oh, I, I said, mean... look at it, look at, um, look up for Xbox's socials for the announcement, the direct. It'll be at like 9 EST, because that's when they announce things at like 9 o'clock um, so Eastern like Standard s- Time. So you'd be asleep. 7 o'clock, but I don't get it, man. For some reason, they happen at like 4 or 5 a.m. for me. Well, because what nine EST would be right uh, now? That'd be seven. Hey. It's only it's only a two hour difference right now for me. Oh, oh, oh right, because you don't have you don't that's have. That's right. Yeah, I um, do not participate in this mythic shenanigan called daylight savings time. <laughs> I have absolutely no damn problem going outside during the night. <laughs> you are one funny fella, my friend. One funny fella. Moving on over to the Dots, Dots RTS, Mr. RTS, great having you tonight, and uh, again, some really well-said statements and opinions, where can everybody find you? Yeah, I'm happy to be here, happy, uh, you know, we're we're finally in our 2024, uh, hopefully everyone is fixing their threes into fours on their, like, you know, when they're writing it on a piece of paper. I haven't had to do that yet, luckily. But um, no, I'm uh, here's to Sunday, and here's to many more. Uh, you can find me on Dots RTS on Twitter and Xbox and and all the, all the things. So yeah, no, happy to be here. I'm so glad we're getting back into this. It's gonna be a good year. I sure hope so. But hey, again, I'm excited. I got the energy for it. Really looking forward to this year. Next up, Centurion. Sent, hey, wonderful show from you as well. Where can all these fine people find you at? Uh, for those, yeah, it was a great show tonight. And for those uh, interested in finding me and my shenanigans, uh, please find me over at Centurion1307, of course, on YouTube. But you can also find me on Xbox and Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it at that time, uh, at Centurion1307 as well. And you can also find me right here every Sunday night with this great group of gentlemen. All right. And to round out the panel, you guys can find my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming. I've been working on some achievement guides. I've got a review going and a few other things. been dabbling in card pack openings, which is a lot of fun, by the way. <laughs> and a few other things. But yeah, guys, great show and awesome talk uh, to start of the new year. And uh, hey, we'll catch you here on the next one. Later. I think next week will be pretty good.